This is episode 207 of How About That Cigar, recorded live at the Corona Cigar Studio. We have Emmett Malone and Quinn Lodes on the show to talk about the 2023 PCA trade show and some other industry topics. Please take a minute to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. And then I pissed my pants. It was, what? Uh, oh, <laughs> oh. Are we live? live. We're live. We're live. How about that trade show? How about that trade show? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 207 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for watching us live on Facebook and live on YouTube. And if you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar a part of your regular audio podcast rotation. If you would, please take just a minute, share us out to your favorite Facebook cigar groups. Uh, and let us know in the comments what you guys are smoking and drinking along with us this evening for episode 207. Uh, and here in the Corona Cigar Studios, we have uh, we have Garrett, we have Matt, and from a remote, undisclosed mountain location. Black site. A black site. Black site. Black site. We have, we have uh, Justin Lawler, our fearless producer. Justin, how are you this evening? Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to be in the studio with you, uh, but... <laughs> As soon as I got back from the trade show, uh, I don't know if it's COVID or not, but it feels like it was COVID. So I'm going with COVID because cigars taste like shit. So I'm <laughs> in my backyard tonight uh, and uh, we're going to do it from here. I love it. And and I love the fact that that is not a virtual background. That's like real. And it I looks know. Spectacular. And everybody's going to say it's like a fake <laughs> background. At least I'm not in like the old like uh, retirement home with the piano in the background. Yeah. You know, yeah. there you go. Yep. Well, and also, you know, without my kids' bikes and snowblowers yeah. and stuff behind you yeah. in, in the garage like normal. Yeah. Um, like this. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit different looking show tonight, but we're still going to have a great time on episode 207. Uh, we're going to recap uh, and do a deep dive into this year's PCA 2023 convention and trade show uh, with some of the great people from Blind Man's Puff in just a minute. Uh, but so... The all-star break for baseball just ended. Uh, we're back to regular play. And the Twins managed to just barely, barely. I mean, we're talking about the Oakland Athletics here. The Twins barely beat the Oakland Athletics in in a three-game series. We beat them all three games, but still. The Oakland Athletics, we should be able to just kind of, I'm sorry, you know, I know they're professional baseball players, but it's the Athletics. They're they're. We should have been able to roll over them, and we barely sneaked out wins in each three of those games. Now, we're still in first place, but it just doesn't feel like uh, it's not a confident first place. You know what I mean? Because we're just not playing. We're playing really mediocre. No, and I think if you look at the rest of the division, yes. and then you look at the other divisions, like, yeah. oh, forget about it. I mean, yeah. even even if, just like so, always, even if we sneak a wild card spot. Yeah. It's just going to be one and done. One and done. Extend that record. <laughs> what will it be? Twenty? I think it'll nineteen 20. or twenty. Yeah, I think we're I at think, eighteen right now. 
Oh, really? So 18 consecutive playoff losses. Okay. Which Ooh. is, uh, again, not to be the dead horse, but in all professional sports, not just baseball. <laughs> it's so stupid. That 18 consecutive losses without a playoff win. That's 100% true. Sometimes when you play a weaker team, you play on their level. That's and what the Twins do. They do. Yeah. And I, I remember when I played uh, pool a lot and I was playing in nine ball tournaments. The same thing was true for me, and I couldn't figure it out. Like, I know this guy sucks. He picked <laughs> up a pull cue like four days ago, and I am not making shots. Yeah, There is something. I don't know if it's mental. Obviously, I didn't give it energy to really compete at a at a high level but i realize that even in myself it's like when i play candy lamb with my kids yeah <laughs> like keep hitting those slides <laughs> can't get I, off the fucking slides i just i can't i can never get off the slides yeah you know but you know that game that game is rigged i swear leave it to roll or rub it in there i know yeah yeah Thanks, all, all to new york yes thank yeah. you uh raul for that we really more, appreciate you chiming more in. salt more salt please more salt <laughs> Um, and, uh, starting, so basically starting tomorrow over the next week or so, all our favorite NFL teams are going to start training camps. Yep. Um, there's still some holdouts, a few, I think Del isn't Dalvin cook still one of the contract holdouts. He is. Yeah. Well, and not for the Vikings though. So he's definitely they, they not going to be, a, oh, they released him. They released. Him. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought he was still, nope. so they, he's definitely he's not done. Gonna, he is not coming oh, back. How do football. you feel about that? I'm fine. To be honest, really, yeah, dealing paying him what his contract would have required us to pay him, and the production that we got out of him last year, the numbers don't add up. Does he have potential for some more? You know, does he have more gas in the tank? Unknown. And well, that, and you've got Madison factor, still, right? Correct. So Madison is going to be our workhorse. I'm yeah. not mad at that. Is he a feature, true feature, number one back? He could be. Could be. He's, yeah, we're giving him the shot. So here we go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, training camps, um, I don't really watch a lot of like training camp coverage on, on NFL network or I don't know if you guys do. I don't really, I, I just, and I don't watch really much preseason football. I'll, I'll, I'll watch yeah. like a few minutes of games here and there, but that's about it. Oh, uh, well, especially like I will watch the first quarter of the first preseason game just as like a, an inaugural. We're getting back into. Yeah, football. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they only play the starters typically, you know, at most that full quarter. Yeah. You know, but typically only just a couple of uh, um, a couple of series. But yeah. Um, well, that is a little bit of Minnesota sports news, uh, but we have a lot to cover on tonight's show. Uh, we just came back from the PCA trade show. Um, we, we have some great guys on the show to help us uh, do a deep dive into what we saw, what we heard, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, so let's get into our special event of the evening. And as always on How About That Cigar Live, our special guests are brought to us by our friends at Drew Estate. And in the most recent Freestyle Live event special edition, Drew Estate revealed the secret identity of the mystery cigar inside, and that is the all-new Liga Pravada H99 Connecticut Corojo Papas Fritas. Liga Pravada H99 
Connecticut Corojo Papas Fritas marries two of Drew Estate's most popular cigar concepts, their own exclusive hybrid H99 Connecticut Corojo wrapper leaf and the crowd-pleasing Papas Fritas Vitola. The all-new Liga provided H99 Connecticut Corojo Papas Fritas are available now exclusively at participating Drew Diplomat program partners, and they are presented in 25-count boxes with an MSRP of $7.50 per cigar. Wait, what was the what was the name of that cigar? Don't make me say it again. It's like it's, it's all new. The, the all new H ninety nine H ninety nine Connecticut Corojo Papas Fritas. Two more times, please. As no, 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 no. I just I can't. It's uh, I I I beg the cigar industry for shorter cigar names. But the people wanted it. The people want what the, the people, people want. It, Matt. And I'll, yeah, and I'll I'll yeah. keep fumbling over those words until I get it right. So, uh, all right, guys, let's put our hands together, if you would, please, and welcome to episode 207 of How About That Cigar Live from Blind Man's Puff, Mr. Emmett Malone and Mr. Quinn Lodes. Welcome to How About That Cigar Live. How are you guys? Thanks for having us. It is a beautiful night, um, and we know that, uh, Emmett, you are coming to us from your studio <coughs> in beautiful, near, near beautiful Denver, Colorado. Denver-ish, yeah. Denver-ish, Denver-ish. <laughs> Denver ad adjacent. Yeah. And Quinn, where are you broadcasting from? Uh, northern Louisiana. It's uh, the northern swamp. I thought, is that banjo music I hear <laughs> in the, I can't quite tell. <laughs> it, it's off in the distance, but it gets closer <laughs> as the night progresses. Well, yeah, as, as well it should. <laughs> Do you have a pretty mouth? It's not humid at all there. No, we were talking about that right now. It's uh, <laughs> Real Feel 105 with 62% humidity. Yeah. Nice. A little, little bit. Nice. <laughs> From the window to the wall. <laughs> you can you can see the humidity in the camera. It's uh, you actually can. You can. Yes. <laughs> and I can hear it even. Yeah, you you can hear like the my voice is cutting through it. <laughs> the moistness. Oh. Yes. <laughs> of the swass. So what are you guys smoking? I'm at. smoking the new uh Los Tados Deluxe Maduro. Oh, my first time lighting this one up. I didn't get to smoke one during the show or at the general event because I was smoking other stuff I was interested in, but it's actually pretty good. I've nice. got one waiting for me. Yeah. And uh, Quinn? I went with the tried and true Herrera oh, yeah. Esteli, the original. Classic. That's one of my favorite rotation cigars, so I had, to, I had to pick it up for tonight. Yeah. My first Lancero love was that Herrera Esteli Lancero. Oh, that yeah. was the cigar that flipped my script on Lancero's. Yeah, not looked back since. I love it in the Lonsdale. This is a yeah. Robusto, but the yeah. Lonsdale all day. Justin, what do you, what do you got cooking? You know, I, I can't really taste stuff. It's off, so I just <laughs> grabbed for now a uh, uh, was it Espinosa La Bamba Napalm to start off with, and then I'm almost done with that. I'm going to go with the uh, Lagoria Cubana Corojo de Oro next. So right on, uh, Garrett. What are you smoking? So I am smoking the Don Doroteo, uh new salt of the earth in the Ecuadorian Sumatra, a.k.a. Cameroon. But I refuse to call it Cameroon. <laughs> you can call it Cameroon. That's okay. God, There's it. nothing wrong with that. It, it, it does something <laughs> to, to my heart. Right. Um, and Emmett, uh, I see you have a tasty beverage there. What uh, what do you got there? I do. It's been one of those days, boys. I'm drinking yeah. some uh, some Maker's Mark, uh, one of those uh, wood 
wood finish series. Nice. One, but it's real good. Very nice. And Quinn, do you have a tasty beverage to go along with your cigar? It's not nearly as cool. Just the uh, just some soda. Oh, right on. Nothing, nothing, wrong nothing exciting. Ooh. Got a uh, twenty-three right. body armor. Well, that was a good year. That was a good it year. It was. It was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> got some over there. Here, there we yeah. go. In the mug, got, you got a uh, frozen one of my one of my standbys, my go-to's four roses single barrel. Nice. I like your glass there, man. Oh, thank you. Oh, hey. See? Yeah, there Look at you guys. <laughs> twinsies. Twinsies. Oh, what you did there. Speaking and of twinsies, I need to show the color of your shirt. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, oh, the, the salmon. It is salmon. Uh, so I ordered these thinking that they were going to be more red, but they're kind of a mix of pink and salmon and red and black tie dye and all the things. I like it. The peach. It's hard to see with this crappy lighting in my room, but yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of it's it's like Joseph's Technicolor dream coat. We'll just go with that. Yeah. So, and I am. I just finished my pregame cigar. And uh, it's time for me to fire up okay, this. But before you do, before I do, cold draw that. Oh yeah, I have not done that. I okay. So um, I'll be sending you guys some cigars too, Emmett. Um, as soon as our shipment comes in, um, it is vitally important you do a cold draw. It is. So and Garrett's got the Cameroon wrapper, and yep. I, and I've got the uh, the. Corojo from Dominican. Dominican. So Dominican Corojo wrapper. And the cold draw is it's it's funky, but in a good way, you know? Yeah. It's it's like that like forest floor. Like and if I smell the foot here, I'm gonna get all like get it. Super just get it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's funk. It's like like mm-hmm. forest floor, wet leaves. Whenever somebody says barnyard with like dry aged meat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, a little sweetness too. Um, so yeah, this uh, this is the other side of the Don Dorteo um, Salt of the Earth, um, right there in the uh, Dominican Corojo. I yep. almost said Connecticut Corojo because of the Drew Estate ad. Still, still. <laughs> oh. Um, but I am going to fire up this cigar right now. On the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Toast Cam. <laughs> when lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Silver Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff. That's what Daddy likes. Whoa. <laughs> you went like, you went a little too far. I don't think so. I think. I, I, that was, that was, he's keeping it in the pocket. It's right, right? there. Thank you. Thank you, Quinn. You think right. so? It felt right. It just let it All happen. Right. Matt, we, just think, let it happen. I think we need a vote. We need our viewers to let us know if that was so the line. Did that make you feel good? Oh, all the wrong dude, you have places. no idea how much butane, and we talk about it on the show, but uh, yeah. A L- little yeah. bit of butane every show. I should seriously have one of those industrial 
tanks like bol- bolted. I should have a concrete pad put in next to the house <laughs> and one of those industrial tanks bolted to it. Yeah. Oh, uh, just with a, a main line right into the garage here. Um, just rig up like a natural gas line to one of your lighters, like a like. A there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I just that's what I need because I yep, I am unreasonably. Uh, I don't want to use the word wasteful. Um, oh, no, it's never a waste. Unreasonably. Uh, I don't even know the word thorough. For Thorough. Thank you, Quinn. Thorough. <laughs> That's what it is, right? I know there. Jordan Gatormson uh, might give you a run for your money on. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, is he, he up takes, there too? He takes yeah. a solid two minutes usually. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago at the at the IPCPR show when I when I was with the Blind Man's Puff Team, we were at a bar. I don't even remember where we were, but us and the guys from Cigar Dojo were, were there. And Jordan said, "Hey, Matt, could I borrow your lighter?" I gave him my lighter, and I'm seriously it's sitting there. I'm watching him toast his cigar with my lighter, and I'm like, and and it, like, 14 and a half minutes later, he hands me back the lighter, and I'm like, thanks. Yep. And the the tank was like dry, but and the metal was scalding hot. Yeah, but I, and, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like, thanks, thanks. I'll set this down over <laughs> here, and I'll pick that up. Dad, I'll pick that up again in about 20 yeah. years. Um, but but I respect the game, you know I really yeah. do. Yeah. So, uh, but guys, we have a lot to, uh, to cover this evening. We had a, we had a PCA trade show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you guys were there with your team, and um, we just want to want to jump in here and and start going through some of the good, some of the bad, you know, uh, from the trade show. Um, and to our viewers that are watching live, if you have a question about the trade show, feel free to yes. ask it. Um, it may be on our list already, uh, but please uh, feel free to ask us uh, questions. Yeah, so, and this was this was Quinn's first uh, PCA right. with Blind Men's Puff, right? Is that it what was, we were talking yep. about? Okay, okay. First PCA ever. Yeah, yeah ever, ever. Popped his okay. cherry. Ooh, he was at that, TPE, though, so he got like a little taste. Yeah. A little yeah. taste. Okay. Just, yeah. A tip, just a tip at, at TPE, yeah. and then, you know, PCA, it's it's all in. Yeah. Well, and TP gave me that taste of what these manufacturers deal with day <laughs> after day, just with how many people come to a booth to want to talk about products and are interested in the brand. Like, man, you don't realize sun up to sundown, those guys are hustling their yeah. booth from the yeah. time it opens to the very last customer leaves. Like, it's it's impressive to watch. And so getting to see it from the media side this year gave a whole different perspective and respect for it. Like, those guys... They don't, they don't they don't get to slow down until they're finally back in their home state I think oh yeah sure. yeah um, so this first couple questions is kind of um, you would you would think on the surface that Quinn wouldn't be able to participate in this but you really can Quinn because you even though this is your first PCA tra- trade show you've seen coverage from p- previous P- PCA trade show coverage or uh, PCA trade shows whether it was you know, watching stuff from blind man's puff or another media entity you've seen coverage of previous pca trade shows so you kind of know what they've at least on in a nutshell on the surface what they've been like in the past so um the question for for emmett and the rest of us is um i noticed some improvements you know some things that i thought were a little better this year than 
Um, we'll say the last couple trade shows because if you go pre-COVID, that was sort of a different world. And since the first trade show after COVID up until now, um, you know, they had some, they had a very steep hill to climb to, you know, make some improvements. So um, Emmett, I'm going to start with you. What do you think some of the most obvious improvements were this year over previous, the previous two years? I feel like uh, the overall energy was back to where it was. I think attendance was, I haven't seen the official numbers, but um, it feels like the energy and the attendance was kind of back to where it was in the old days. Like um, the, just the general excitement, I feel like was, uh, was high up there. I don't know about you guys. What did you guys think? Did you feel like it was energy of the old days? Yeah, I think it did feel, um, it did have that sort of, big event feel to it. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me was the, um, the opening night gala, um, I thought was really a big improvement over the last two years. Um, I, I, I think they still have some room to, to keep improving, but it seems to me that they, they made some, they made some adjustments. Um, were you at the, were you at the year that it was like the Cohiba, Connecticut launch it. No, was, that was that was that, 2019. That's the gold standard for that party, and I feel like this didn't quite. Just the way they structured it, like people waiting in line just to wait in line again, and then wait in line some more. I didn't like that. But yeah. The, uh, yeah. The open bar was there was enough bars this time. Um, yeah. A lot of people showed up, but I don't think they were ready for it. Yeah, I think because the line was the line was long i mean just to for them to open the actual doors into the event space yeah. for people to file in uh but then they you're right they did have uh, i think seven or eight bars in yeah. there so if the ones up by the front were were had long lines you just go to the back and they had people there they had staff from the event center um sort of helping guide people saying hey there's you know if you're waiting in line for a drink they would point at you and say, Hey, there's, there's three other bars over on the other side. There's no lines over there. So we yeah. headed over that direction. And plus Justin and I had the benefit of being right where the, the curtains open and they came out with the trays of food. So mm. we got first pick of the food. Trays. <laughs> you got to go all the way to the far side and just yeah. wait and yeah. like, you just like vultures. There you go. Yeah. It was good. Um, I'm grateful to, uh, uh have a good relationship with Scott Pierce at the PCA. I just texted him and he got me the numbers right away. Nice. So uh, retail registration was uh, 2154 um, and then 2500 plus stores. Um, and then 737 accounts. Accounts. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not familiar. Emmett, are you familiar with the difference between stores and accounts? I feel like accounts is probably everything but retail, maybe. Okay. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, wholesale. Yeah. Distributors brokers. there too. Yeah. 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 Wow. Media. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, Quinn, what was your what was your impression of uh, of the big opening night party? It was busy. Yeah. And I think like Emmett kind of touched it on and you guys said like it was a line outside to wait to get inside to wait in another line to, you know, maybe get a couple sticks and, a, and a meet Matt Booth and Sock and those guys. 
it, it was a lot of standing in line. Um, some of the retailers that I'm friends with that were there <clears throat> waited in the line the full time and said that, you know, they took them two hours to get through that line to be able to, you know, get a few sticks and be able to sit down and relax and enjoy the remainder of the opening party. Um, so I think that was kind of a weird take for it, you know, to have to just kind of keep waiting in line to be able to enjoy the opening event. Um, but I think it was cool that they did have those bars around that backside because I did kind of walk around and get to check it out. And I did find that those bars towards the back off the off the beaten path were yeah much less crowded. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, um, Scott Pierce did address at the um, the media press conference that they um, they were aware and um, learned some lessons from sort of the bottleneck of the line to get, you know, cigars. And, and then on the other side, they had a photo booth um, for this completely separate line if you wanted to have a pic taken with uh, Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's aware of the bottleneck concerns. And um, I know that he addressed it. And I, I have a feeling that they're going to take some steps to try to mitigate that in the future, maybe with possibly with multiple lines. Um, the idea has been floated before of just having a bag, you know, a quote unquote goodie bag with the stuff you would receive anyway by yep. waiting in line. They did previous years. Like you got one when you walked in, then you'd go right. do your thing. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, they tried. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't the best attempt, but they tried like, the party and, itself was fine. It was a good party. Like, yeah, not complaining about that. It's just the, yeah, the and hats off to the Espinosa team, Eric, Jack, and Hector, um, and Guy Fieri, who you know stood there for hours. Yeah, you know, kissing yeah. babies and and doing that whole thing that takes a lot out of you. You mm-hmm. know, it sounds like, you know, whatever. But um, you know, the fact that Guy is so committed to this brand and yeah. and to um you know his name on something um really says a lot and i don't think we've seen that kind of engagement from a celebrity cigar yeah and he's it, you're right about that and he really is showing even after what two years yeah that he's it, it wasn't he's just a, one or two times that he'd show up at a couple events he's he's been continually putting himself out there with, with this brand and i think it gives some good mainstream exposure, you know. I wanted to I wanted to talk to you guys about the the difference, the contrast between talking with Guy Fieri and I don't know if you guys had a chance to interview Chaz Palminteri or not. Did you? Mm-hmm. Get no. Okay. No. Every time, every time we went by the Epic Cigars booth, not only was Chaz not there, Dean wasn't there. Oh, okay. Oh, really? So well, we got to yeah. interview him. Yeah, very, I saw that. Very it was nice, awesome. Very nice guy. Like really professional but like not involved in the cigar process at all like doesn't yeah. doesn't really even smoke cigars it was just a, like an interesting contrast between like those celebrity kind of like i feel like that's what most of them are like like just somebody slapping right. the name on it but no guy fieri is like actually involved in the making of his cigar and i really respect that yeah absolutely um and also the the thing that we as media had to um you know, we have to, there's always a balance that um, for the evening, the after hours events uh, that will come into play when we talk about coming years. But for the after hours events, like the opening night gala was going on and it was a good time. And we stood in line 
after we had some food and some drinks, Justin and I got in line and I think we stood there for 20 minutes and the line literally didn't move an inch. So we said, yep. you know what, we've got this other thing yep. that, that we were invited to that's happening at the same time. And we need yep. to get to that, to respect the people who invited us. And, um, and that's another thing is there's, you do have to balance and pick and choose which after hours events you're going to go to and Absolutely. which you're not, you can't go to all of them. Mm -hmm. um, that but, for me was the biggest indicator that things are kind of back to normal is that we were, double booked for after hours events with different manufacturers every night and that hasn't yeah. happened since before covid yeah yeah it's we're actually getting things out really there do seem there. to be getting there back to things with the media yeah 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 100 and you know this is I, I felt really bad too because as we Justin and i looked at each other and said okay we need to get over to this other event we started walking out and I felt bad because Scott Pierce was standing right there and we didn't say anything to each other, but I just thought, oh man, he's watching us walk out of here. I hope he's not. I was like, I hope he's not getting an impression that, that we're not having a good time and that, that, that I thought the party was shitty because I didn't. I thought the party was really good. Yeah. Um, and I've been very critical of the party for the last couple of years, but this year I think they made a huge leap uh, and I, I see no reason why they're not going to continue to improve it. Um, well, let's we were be honest, it's going to look, yeah. And it looks, it's going to look totally different next year. It will. Yeah. I mean, yeah. being, being at the location it's at, um, and that I think part of for next year, because it's at the Las Vegas convention center, uh, to the best of my knowledge, because the behemoth of a contract they had for all those years at the sands was really expensive. And I have a feeling that maybe they'll have a little bit more money to play with and maybe some of the sponsors will uh you know be able to you know even even liven things up a little more at i see no reason why uh the the opening night gala in 2023 or sorry 2024 can't be even bigger than it was last week yes so i think they have uh, but i think they're on the right track i really do the improvements this year i think were very uh well done yep agreed um so the other thing that i noticed was uh and like emmett said the it did seem crowded the the actual trade show floor seemed um like numbers were up uh and at the same time it didn't feel um it didn't feel like you had a hard time moving around it felt like the hallway spaces were wider um and the spaces around the booths were easier to, to navigate where for the last couple of years, it felt like narrow hallways. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you were like, we as media, we're always, you know, you get to a booth and you're sort of standing on the outskirts of the booth for a few minutes waiting for them. You know, they're, they're giving you the whole one minute sign waiting, yep. you know, while they finish up, you know, business with a retailer or something. And it, we always felt kind of in the way, like people were trying to sneak around us. And these, th this year, the, just the whole trade show space seems more wide open and easier to navigate. What did you guys think about that? Sometimes it's good to have a, a, a narrow hallway. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you want to elaborate on that or no, no, no. You're just, no. just going to drop that and just leave it there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. I respect that. I don't know how to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One well, for us, like, uh, so my perspective is going to be vastly different from, from you guys uh, in the show. But 
we had LFD right across from us. Uh, we had a very busy little corner that, that we were in constantly. And there were times where there was traffic jam situations. Um, I didn't get out onto the shallow floor to really uh, to go around. So I don't have much of a perspective, but I felt like our little corner where we were was constantly like traffic jammy. Yeah, you guys were in a good area because yeah. LFD is typically busy throughout the duration of any trade show. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you guys also had uh, Luciano not far away. Yeah, and and right next door we had uh, Cavalier. Yeah, yeah, um, literally oh. on the boardwalk. Yeah, it was a good location, um, but it yeah it just felt um, a little bit easier to get around this year than previous years. Of course, the last day it's super easy to get around because well, no one's there. No yeah. one's there. <laughs> I kind of feel like the first two days were busier than previous years, but the last two days were more dead. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, I think you're right. Um, but a lot of people don't spend the money to be at the trade show every every day because uh, it, it's an expense uh, to be there the whole time. Um, um, and I know one of, one of the retailers that I'm friends with from Colorado, he was at the show and we were talking. He had 13 appointments on Saturday. like So yeah. he, he booked the heck out of himself for that day one. Now, I don't know what the rest of his weekend looked like. But, I mean, he hit the ground hard that first day with 13 appointments across different manufacturers. So, I mean, that's... A lot of, a lot of places are doing, like, first-day specials, too. So, you kind of got to hustle that first day. Like, you know, they're making people, making retailers fight for that first day. Yeah. Which I think is an interesting strategy. I don't know if I like that or not. I don't, I'd be interested to hear what a retailer thinks about that. Yeah, that is a good point. I don't know. Um, because even if... Let's say, even if there's not special day one quote-unquote discounts there are a lot of products that uh, i mean we talked to a number of people whether it was pete johnson or uh justin andrews or some other people that said some some new item that they were featuring at the trade show this year they sold out the first run by the end of day one some of them they sold out the first run in the first couple hours yeah i believe that for sure and that's with or without extra day one discounts oh pete doesn't need to give day one discounts no no pete sells out yeah he, they don't and i don't really think they do any i mean they might do some discounting but i don't uh, it's it's for for the tatuaje retailers and tatuaje consumer you know loyal followers they're they're going to buy the product regardless yes yeah. so yeah there's a good question for my lost interest is this show primarily for retailers yes it is that yeah, for sure is especially the on the first day like us media guys kind of unless we have an appointment we kind of just hang back and let people sell their shit until until they're ready for us like we, we don't want to get in the way of uh of anybody selling and making money yeah so, at least we don't there are others that try to do yeah that. there are there's, we won't go into that right now <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. yeah it's um uh essentially this is this is the the trade show where the companies that make the cigars or the lighters, cutters, uh, butane, humidity devices, uh, anything related to premium cigars and some pipes uh, and, and uh, pipe tobacco, not not nearly as much, but 
they they go there and they exhibit their wares and retailers show up and decide what they want to buy and what they want to put in their humidors for this year or for the the coming years that kind of thing and we're we as media are lucky enough to get to get to cover it and uh give consumers uh sort of uh early glimpses of this stuff before it arrives in stores Um, speaking of like retailers um you know i i did hear and maybe garrett you can you know attest to that too but there was a lot of international retailers more than usual um from dubai and other countries you know that came through on this trade show and it seemed like those numbers even have jumped up from before with that international influence huge so um not only i mean uh europe uh the uk and you know europe have been really ramping up their what they call new world cigars for the last five years um we've all seen it and uh seen that start to really grow um but uh dubai and asia are right there behind them um and even india so we talked to people from dubai um a malay um distributor that does china vietnam laos cambodia thailand um and they are loving new world cigars um and then india is starting to get into the game now too so yes to answer your question a lot of international um at at the pca which is interesting because there's a a trade show that absolutely would engulf the pca um uh what's it inner called inner tobacco inner tobacco yeah um which is just massive which obviously all of those big players uh would be at but yeah because inner tobacco is meant even though it's held in europe it's meant to cover europe and asia both correct well and now dubai and middle east yeah and middle east okay. yeah um yeah that i heard that from I heard it from John Carney at LFD. I heard it from James Brown. I heard it from a number of different uh, manufacturers that were exhibiting their products that they'd never seen this many retailers or distributors from outside the U.S. doing business at the PCA trade show. I think that has to be a direct correlation with the prices of Cuban cigars, though, right? I think you're right. And quality. Yeah, the quality. I mean, you pay four times as much as you did two years ago for a worse are so yeah of course you're going to want to bring in something that's your average person can actually afford yeah i remember you remember luciano had like the number one cuban cigar of the year matt at, at his uh little yeah event. he was he was gifted he a box of them he was gifted a box from um sally delay from germany mm-hmm. uh of the the what is the h upman number two or what the one that just got cigar of the year from cigar aficionado and it was the same box date and factory and everything. Nice. And uh, I think it was, so it was at Luciano's place that night. I think it was right after you guys left. Oh, of that course. Luciano fired up one of those cigars. And we each took a couple puffs of it. And I was like, it's okay. It's yeah. all right. Oh, really? They're selling for $1,000 a piece. I'm oh, serious. They're selling for $1,000 yeah. a piece over in Europe. So and and this was a half box, so ten cigars. So we're talking ten thousand dollars that that Sally gifted to Luciano, and I, we puffed on the cigar, and we're like, it's so it's all right, you know, it's okay. 
Here's an interesting uh, point that the Malay people brought up was, um, you know how China loves to copy and, and make things themselves, right? They've been yeah. doing it for years. He said, um, right now they're, they're buying cigars. He said, but at some point they're going to start buying tobacco, mm. raw tobacco and putting their own factories. So um, that will be interesting to see, you know, in uh, five to 10 years where that situation is at. Yeah, that's, uh, you want to talk about price, price competition? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to be rough. I mean, when they got, ba essentially, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, when you're basically, essentially talking about slave labor. Yeah. Where they're not paying anything for labor. Yep. Um, in a lot of these areas of China where if they're making anything at all, it's pennies a day, Yep. you know, to under threat of, you know, God knows what, but yeah. in China, um, everything. So all tobacco is government owned and regulated. Everything's government owned and regulated right. in China. So in order to get into China, it goes, and obviously, I mean, yes, there's regulations here, but it's so much different there in China that, government actually purchases it first so it would be i mean i'm not saying it's a perfect parallel to cuba i'm not um but in cuba you know the just since post embargo the the cuban government owns and controls the means of production for everything except like a couple as far as I know, the and guys, correct me, Emmett, you know a lot more about Cuban cigars than I do, but doesn't... Uh, um, Habanos? Uh, no, uh, Rabina, don't they, don't they still control their own farms and factories? I don't know about that. I thought it was everything. So oh, not, okay. You, know. you could be right about that. Um, because, yeah, they really, I mean, it is, Habanos is essentially a government right organization yeah um and the thing about cuban cigars is um when they when you get a batch that's made just right and where that tobacco was cured and fermented properly and stored properly and rolled properly and and then sits in the aging room for the right amount of time some cuban cigars can be absolutely fantastic but yeah. they've become it's become more a rarity it's become more the exception than the rule to find ones that are really outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. When Whereas, right. You can't touch it with anything else. But yeah. That's very rare these days. Yeah. Um, so, gosh, that whole China thing will be interesting to see. Oh, it really will. Because if they put up, if they start buying a bunch of tobacco yep. and building cigar factories yeah. and bringing, bringing in, you know, a handful of people to teach people how to roll cigars. Right. Uh, and things like that. Gosh, that's that could be. I mean, th that it's could already, be a, a I mean, major shift. Well, it could be a boutique killer because already boutiques are fighting for good tobacco. Yeah. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, and it brings into not not only does it bring into the question, you know, quality and consistency. For me, just personally. It brings into question ethics and that kind of thing. And, you know, we as consumers, we all get to choose where we're going to spend our money. 
you know, based on, you know, sometimes based on price and sometimes based on sort of, I don't know, moral or ethical choices. And uh, the same is true for companies, you know, um, and companies meaning, let's say, retailers. And would if I let if I owned a retail shop, if I owned a cigar shop, would I want to invest money and um, give money that's essentially going to uh, benefit a a likely oppressive government-run organization. I don't know. I mean, it's it's, and I'm not saying that's what's happening or what's going to happen. I'm just, I think it's something we all should. It, it, well, I won't say we all. I, I th- it's something that gives me pause. You know, to think about what mm-hmm. the the ethics of this could look like going forward. Right. I don't know. Well, and the rippling effect it'll have, like you said, throughout the rest of the industry. Yeah. Yep. With those boutiques, or even, I mean, even the big players, if if tobacco is just being over 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 uh, paid for, you know, it's going to start putting a hinder on everybody in Nicaragua, the Dominican. I mean, money talks, and it's it's hard to not want to pay. You know, yeah. get double or triple for a bale versus what you would get for uh, AJ or you know somebody like that, and start to really. I mean, we could see prices starting to jump here because of it, because then all of a sudden they're getting less tobacco to choose from. So what they are getting, they're paying even more for. So it's it's that ripple effect. Yeah. Hmm. All I right. Know, does am I the only one? Does anybody else have have any? sort of and and i'm not saying final decisions made but does anybody else as they think about the this potentiality you know uh have have any um possible red flags about you know um just ethical labor and and labor practices and things like that as it relates to china and possibly purchasing a box of cigars that were rolled and and made in china well I know this to be true. I know that the labor conditions and the labor, um, um, what they pay for labor in China is nearly criminal, probably criminal in some place, you know, but in Nicaragua and Honduras and Dominican Republic, conditions are better but they're still not to the standard of the United States. That's true, especially so, in the farms. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's so, a reason the American cigar costs like what twenty five bucks a piece. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, I mean, when we're talking ethics of this, yeah, cigars. But look, most of everything that we are broadcasting on right now. Yeah, you're right. Has come from China. That's true. Every yeah. every screen we're looking at right now, yeah, has most likely come from China. No, um, you you make an excellent point. Yeah, yeah, it's I don't know, it's tricky. It is, man. It'll be very interesting to see how this progresses over time. I don't see China affecting U.S. cigar markets anytime soon, but okay, who knows? Yeah, not unless they start buying up a ridiculous amount of tobacco. And yeah, producing it for themselves, problem, but you know that that's the one area that I'm like, yeah, mm, 
just start growing your own <laughs> shitty tobacco and yeah. sell it to yourself. Yeah, you got to be over there. There's got to be regions there that they could uh, they could grow some. That's sure. true. Yeah. I mean, just from a pure landmass perspective, yeah. they have so much land that's, you know, uh, probably and and some of it's probably extremely fertile and diverse and, you know, where they can rotate crops and and all, do all the things you would want to do at a proper cigar tobacco farm. Um. So yeah, I mean, if that if they get into that business, who knows what could happen? Um. All right. So getting back to the trade show. Um, as you guys walked around the trade show floor, um, were there any booths that um, kind of caught you by surprise in a good way? Like whether it was a new design for a company or uh, a booth that really stood out to you because the visuals of it just really popped on the show floor? There wasn't a whole lot of booths that were that much different from pre previous years. I thought the uh, the La Aurora booth was obviously brand new because they split off from Miami uh, yeah. Cigar Company. Their booth was gorgeous. They had a really they nice, they had a nice area for uh, for interviews and nice couches and everything was clean. And so I was impressed with that booth. And they um, won the best uh, booth of of the yeah, large booth, yeah, right? We, we yeah, we won on the first day, and I was impressed. You know, just seeing that. Um, yeah. Other than that, I can't really think of any other new flashy booths that were really that really caught my eye quinn what about we what about you which booth stood out to you um i mean so this is my first time getting to see the jc newman booth in person mm. yeah yep. you know i've seen all the walkthrough videos and everything so getting to stand there and actually see it in person was really cool and getting to do the little museum tour through the inside um i think that was the first one where it's just like that was awesome yeah yeah and, yeah, the uh, first year that was out, that was definitely the most impressive booth. And I, yeah. and I think even seeing, you know, and they, they were kind of sharing the area with Fuente. So getting to experience just Fuente as a whole and even the, the uh, Padron booth, it was kind of set off to the side, but just really, really well done. And just getting to actually see those in person versus in video kind of gives it a different perspective. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Caldwell, I love Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Caldwell was there? The Caldwell one. booth is always a crowd pleaser. Yeah. yeah. I will say the other one, uh, Wildfire Cigar. Yeah. Oh, oh, Wildfire. Wildfire. <laughs> so much fun. That dude's a blast. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had so much fun sitting down and talking to him. And literally, the like the closing moments of the trade show with it, we sat down with him. And, and it was just, I love the irreverent, fun atmosphere of it. It's, mm -hmm. it's a blast. Um, I, I, so I want to ask you guys something. What did you think of the Epic Xander Greg booth situation? It was odd that, I mean, it was like a hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and it was, and, and it was, again, it was strange because we, Justin and I walked by that booth a number of times throughout the course of the trade show. And, um, there was, there was one time of the maybe dozen or so that we walked by that Dean was in the booth and he was in the middle of business. So we didn't want to interrupt him. Uh, but, and I'm not saying he wasn't there. I'm just saying we, at the times we happened to walk by, he was, you know, uh, busy elsewhere doing other stuff. But um, it was strange to see that long, narrow, um, you know, basically it was, it was like a row of, of 10 by 10s. Yep. Yeah. It was kind of cool to not have it so, 
it felt it felt open like open concept yeah. uh dining room or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. weren't you weren't fighting for space but it was still a good amount um I have to say, and people are going to say that I'm just saying this because they sponsored our trade show coverage and because Garrett works for Don Dorteo, but I, their new booth design, I mean, the, the, the look of it, the general um, color scheme and look was similar to what they've done in the past, but the fact that it was expanded and larger, that big backlit wall and that tobacco display with the mm -hmm diffusers underneath it yeah it was cool they actually had live living tobacco plants yeah that was cool, that was cool. it was i i love that booth design thank you yeah um our creative director jeff moss is uh is a monster beast and um his eye for aesthetics are just second to none and uh love that guy so all credit goes to him and juan who really put that together um fantastic it was amazing to be a part of uh that process for sure and really proud of the booth it was really cool i liked it a lot um i, I did notice at a lot of the different booths uh like Emmett had touched on like la aurora had like their meeting room where you could sit down and do your interview you know foundation mm -hmm. did yeah. luciano had that little courtyard yeah, with yes. the Luch yeah. Like, just these little touches of like more specific for maybe intimate meetings or media meetings to make it a, a, a better interview for everyone. I thought 100%. it was, yep. yeah. Yeah. And how about the, the, the Nelson United. Um, so they uh, did something a little different this year. Yeah. You know, they, they expanded the, yeah. the United part a little bit. Mm -hmm. Did that change your interaction? I was only to spend a few minutes with Oliver. But it did a little bit. I mean, we basically talked to Dan over on the United side and then we came back later and talked to Nelson and then Oliver on the selected tobacco side. Yeah. Um, and it works out good, you know, because they they really are, um, I think they're doing a good job from a marketing standpoint of um, making those almost like separate cigar companies, um, marketing to different types of shops, different types of consumers. Because, I mean, like it or not, it is true that Byron products and Atabay products are, are, are a different, they're in a different class. Yep. And I think it does make a lot of sense to put them in their own spaces. Museum. Yeah, it is. It's like it's it like a museum. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's like the the Met. You know, yeah. it's really beautiful. So, did did anybody uh, accidentally ash in that ten million dollar ashtray? I didn't get to see it. And I'm so. I mad. didn't see it either. Nobody <laughs> did. Our guys got to hold it. Yeah. What? What's that? Yeah. The the security guard was like, "Hey, you want to pick this thing up?" And he was like, "Yeah." So he, he just put it in his hands and then took a like a selfie with or the, the security guy took a picture of our guy Jason holding it. Yeah. Was, I got to hold it for a second. It was like 20, 30 pounds. Ridiculous. <laughs> wow. But you yeah, could tell we, he was great to tackle you if you made a shift in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Abe Abe was saying on KMA that that would be like the easiest heist ever. Oh like, yeah. Because of where the escalators are that go down to the street level. <laughs> Like, like the <laughs> guys who were coordinated enough and motivated enough, that would be like the easiest heist ever. But how would you move that after you stole it? Because 
it's you'd, so you'd probably just sell it off in peace. You you take yeah. off the gemstones, yeah, sell it was, right. like hundreds of thousand dollars worth shop, of shop. rare jewels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put it on eBay, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't mind the blind man's puff username on eBay. <laughs> yeah, use your first and last name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Facebook Marketplace, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Venmo me. Venmo me the, the the. I'll I'll give you a deal. I'll give it six million. Yeah, so there you go. That's a great deal. You know, maybe maybe free shipping. Maybe free yeah, shipping. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. Free shipping. <laughs> I'll deliver it. You know what? I'll yeah. deliver it. Yeah. In my Bugatti. <laughs> In my, yeah. <laughs> Private jet. Come on. Yeah. There you go. We'll talk to Christian. See if we can borrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another uh, good question too. Um, oh, yeah. With the TPE or boutique cigar association pavilion, think it will stay? I th I think it will. I hope it does. So yeah. I would love to hear from. I know Greg Free was in the comments earlier. Greg, if you're mm -hmm. still around, I would love to hear what you thought of the pavilion. Was it a success? Um, your experience with the you know boutique cigar association pavilion. Um, and other retailers. Um, I think that will determine the success of of that pavilion. If if they had if they did good business and yeah. if those manufacturers were able to conduct, you know, and get accomplished what they needed to, and there's a value there. Yeah, I see no reason why not it. You know, its return. Well, I feel um, like there's something PCA could maybe learn from that. Like if it was successful, maybe mm -hmm. offer like a kiosk option for a lot less money. Yeah. Instead of having to go through a, a third party. I don't know. That's a good idea. I, I honestly have to eat a little crow as it relates to the BCA and the and the pavilion. I the, I was kind of outspoken about it months ago, thinking it was, you know, sorry to say, I kind of was thinking it was sort of a joke. And I was I'm completely wrong about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's that's uh, that's me learning from, uh, you know, my own uh you know, personal biases. I was completely wrong that I think the pavilion was, a uh, was good. I hope it was good for, um, the people. Oh, so Greg says, yeah, Greg said it, it was going to be in there next year. Great community. And it'll be good. bigger next year too. So I'm very glad it, it looked, that. it looked pretty successful overall, you know, give those smaller companies a foot in the door and, yeah. and, uh, able to come in where they may not have been able to, you know, afford to come out there on their own ticket with, without that opportunity. So, yeah. yeah. It was a good good move for for both groups yeah i uh i think it was it was different than the tpe pavilions mm -hmm. where it was um it because the tpe pavilions you know they're on the they're all on the outside perimeter and then the whole open is is or the whole middle is open with tables and mm -hmm. stools where this sort of had it had the outer perimeter but then it had rows of uh the kiosks in between. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's necessary. I think it would have been better to have kind of like TPE has have have two two separate of those pavilion spaces with the tables and stools in between. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it looked really clean. I didn't see anybody ha who had a mess or any because you do see that at TPE where the pavilions are a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it looks like it has a lot more room for growth too, because it, it was spread out. So they they probably fit a lot more companies in there next year too that are, are maybe yeah. more, more interested in that. Yeah. Uh, so Eric, the green carpet was uh, because it matches the color of the BCA. 
So that's what oh. the green carpet was about. Okay. I can't wait till yes. Greg has a mechanical bull. <laughs> there we go, Greg. If you're oh. listening, <laughs> I'll donate. I'll donate five dollars to that. Oh, I got five on it. Yeah, you will not catch me on that thing. Oh, me neither. But <laughs> no. we'll get we'll get Justin on some edibles, and uh, we'll get, there you go. We'll watch him go. I'll throw a yes. ten at that. I'll throw a ten at that. He's okay. <laughs> and we'll see. A- we'll see who can who can last longer. Who can stay on the mechanical bull longer? Coop or Ben Lee. <laughs> Oh, I just yes. want to see that. I want to see Actually, who can last longer. On we the can do two. Bowl. We can do two bets. We can do that one, and then we can get a crowd of people and see who cannot laugh first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be prizes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um. All right. So. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I have a question. Yeah. So I was so focused on Don Dorteo coming into the show. I didn't really look at the the cigars that were, um, you know, I knew that there was a bunch of brands that were releasing new cigars, but it seemed to me, and maybe I just missed it, that there wasn't a, a particular, you know, handful of cigars like there has been in years past that people were really excited to try. I had my handful of, you know, uh, from personal friends in the industry of cigars that I wanted to try the new black star line, um, you know, a few others, but for you guys, was there a cigar that you were really excited to try? And there was, there was some buzz around. So for me, I think the, the one that I was excited to try and that didn't disappoint was the, um, the Papasaka from Steve. Mm. Um, that was whenever anybody asked me what what was your favorite cigar at the show, I had two answers. It was that one, and then the Y Panda from Luciano. That was one. Of, that was a surprise of the show for me. Like I, it wasn't even on my radar really coming in to the show. But that cigar was fantastic. So those two really stood out. Uh, we don't get to smoke a whole lot of new ones at the show because we save them to be reviewed later. So we didn't smoke a whole lot of new stuff yet. But those were the two that stood out to me. How about you, Quinn? I think um, for me, the the new HVC Connecticut, the hot cake, golden ticket yeah, or golden line. Um, I was really excited to see the release of that. Um, and then I'm, I'm a Tatawahe fanboy. I'll admit that the the new the 20th anniversary Nicaraguan, the 20th anniversary Miami that's going to be releasing eventually Never two years. Yeah. <laughs> He said that in the interview, and I was like standing there. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> it, it might be out within the next two years. I was like, seriously? Yeah. So for me, I think, I mean, those were those were the two. And then there were a lot of new ones, like the like the Y Pando. Like, I haven't gotten to smoke one yet. I have one sitting, but I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it hitting the market and getting to scoop it up because all the blind men guys that smoked it already had nothing but praise for it so i'm i'm really excited to give that one a try yeah um justin what stood out for you um stuff either that you actually smoked and enjoyed or stuff that you heard about and are looking forward to getting your hands on yeah um for me and i i don't remember if i'm gonna get it right is it is it the dart or that sin had poison dart that was Black Label. Black Label, yeah. Poison Dart. What was the one that Sin had that came out? The Revolt. 
the revolts. I, I haven't yeah. got to try that one, but I really want to um, try that one. That looks neat. Garrett's showing off this. Because this is a tattoo. You want, you want me to make a big screen for everybody there? There you go. Okay. Look at that. Fresh ink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's still healing up. Is that and then um, the uh, Dolly Istanbul? Is that did I get that one right? Yeah, that was that, that was, was good. good yeah. yeah, we had that over at Luciano's little um, you know media event over his, at his Airbnb. That was actually that was like besides you know Chef Ed Porter's wedding that we went to. That was a blast. But Luciano's little spot that is we sat outdoors, you know, around a pool at an Airbnb, just like a herf outside with all the media guys and. That was really cool to see the tobacco rolled up by Luciano and all that stuff. I really yeah. enjoyed that because it was a, a good relaxation after a long day. That was just it hit the spot. So that, that was the most memorable moment uh, for me after hours wise. Yeah, I like the I like the Istanbul. I like the Panda. Mm -hmm. um, I um, really enjoyed the Suma from uh, Ferry Otego. We got those when they were super dry, so we we're letting them rest until we yeah, them. yeah. But I have yeah, I was excited I, about that one. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I I really yeah. enjoyed that cigar. Yeah. Um, the I mean, definitely the, the Tatuaje twentieth anniversary. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, like Quinn said, the the HVC Connecticut, um, um, def, uh, that was on my radar before, and um, Rainier was kind enough to give us a few of those. I haven't smoked them yet because. You know how it is, Vegas. You want cigars to come home and, mm -hmm. you know, take a nice little nap before, yeah. before you go judging them. Um, right. uh, but I think there were some. I think there were some exciting releases, you know, from from a lot of different companies this year. And I know I'm missing them. And and we're also kind of in a position where it's such a massive trade show floor, and there's so many booths and so many companies. We just can't visit them all. And yeah. you know. I, I, we say this is how about that cigar. And I know the guys, uh, from blind man's puff feel the same way. You know, if we don't make it to your booth, please don't take it personally. You know, we're yeah. sorry we didn't make it. Um, and we will try to get to you at a future trade show. Um, don't, don't take it, uh, as a sign that we, you know, don't have mad love for you. We just, it's, it's hard to get to all of them. And, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, we do the best we can and, um, did did anybody get to see Black Star Line? Did you guys? Yeah, see yeah, we yeah. Did. yeah, we did. Did you try the Fahrenheit? No. Oh, that was fantastic. So I only got to try a handful of cigars. Um, the Fahrenheit was uh, one of the new ones. The um, the new one from Cavalier. They had several new ones from Cavalier, but the one that almost looked like Ramon Aliones. Um, oh, I didn't see that one. <clears throat> That was bonkers. Yeah, that was so good. Um, so those are the two that that I had the pleasure to to try new. The one that I'm a little, I, I'm I'm a little confused. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited to try it. I really do want to buy this and smoke it. I am excited to try it. Um, but the the new one from uh, Crown Heads, the Verada. Hmm. Um, they're they're dipping their toes in the water of kind of the the luxury cigar market, the higher end, higher price point cigar market, and I don't fault them for that. But I'm just not uh, there's, and this will kind of tie into another question that I had is sort of just about the pricing trends with cigars in the last 18 months. 
you know, we've been seeing a lot more um, cigars reach into the $18, even, you know, 20 20. plus, 30 plus, even 40 plus. And this, this new crown heads Verata, I think is 18 to 22 somewhere. And I apologize if I'm getting that wrong, but it's, it's, it's higher price point than, than a lot of their stuff has been in the past. Um, does, what, what do you guys think about that new project from crown heads? And do you think that it, fits with their um sort of company vibe yeah i don't i don't think it's that far off from what they normally do i mean it's definitely one of the more expensive things but they're they've always been about you know limited stuff and and i think more expense more expensive for your average consumer kind of thing so i don't think it's too crazy for them um that was one of the few booths we we actually missed that we normally talk to. Like we, they didn't schedule an appointment ahead of time, and we prioritized the people that you know put us on the, our calendar. Uh, so we we missed them, and we have I apologize to Miguel and all them. We didn't get to go there, but yeah. So I I didn't get an experience with it, but I know a little bit about it. Um, I'm excited to try. We'll have to buy that one on our own, but yeah, I don't I don't think it's anything crazy. Yeah, it's. I'm. I think I was just surprised by it. I think in the end, um, I'm going to, because we talked to John and he was kind enough to give us a couple, which again, like most of the other cigars are taking a little nap. Um, uh, I was surprised by it and not in a bad way. Um, I, I think I was just sort of taken aback thinking, okay, so they're, they're, they're dipping their toes in that, that sort of higher end water and looks, it's got that sort of, uh, it's it's got that really high end polished glossy look to it, which um, uh, I I think I love the look of it. Don't get me wrong, I love the design, the look of it. I was just surprised because it's such a departure from uh, the crown heads that we know and love from you know the last you know seven eight years from a marketing standpoint. From a from a look a brand yeah, and optics a, optics yeah. standpoint yeah yeah exactly um, so I was sort of that sort of threw me for a loop a little bit I was like oh shit this is a Crown Heads product <laughs> I mean if somebody just would have shown me the box and the cigar and not shown the words Crown Heads I and said pick a cigar company that's releasing this never in a million years would I have said Crown Heads and maybe that's a good thing You're I think I, it actually maybe chicken yeah drunk chicken no i wouldn't have said drunk chicken did you see her on sunday no was she wearing a tutu yes oh nice nice she was adorable i think she does she do that on the last day or or one day of every trade show i don't know i think she does where okay. she picks like one day where she wears a tutu she is a party she is a lot of fun um the oh one other a uh, couple other cigars the roma craft stuff the volstead and the yeah Speaking of skip, yeah, skip. There you go. Um, not to start any controversy. <laughs> yeah. He does say that. He does say he that. Does say that. And um, that's probably true for him. It's not true for everybody. <laughs> I can tell you that for a fact. Um, but the uh, oh yeah, the, I'm excited the for the. I'm excited for the Volstead. It's ridiculous. The, the, and I say it wrong every time. Key Quadrenario. There you go. Um, I think that's, that's close. close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and those, uh, oh, and also the, uh, 
uh, Postania, Connecticut, which yeah. we, yes. were, we were fortunate to get some before the trade show when we interviewed Mike on the show. There's also and the they Viso, have... Viso Horny. You don't forget that one. Oh, yeah. The Viso, Viso Horny. Horny. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tyler Tyler is, yep. is literally living the dream. He is. When I first got that press release, I literally had to check that it wasn't an April Fool's joke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really cool to, uh, uh, you know, because it's, it's as cigar nerds and cigar consumers, you know, we, you know, I I think all of us have had that sort of dream in the back of our minds. It's like, oh, it's, I, it sure would be fun to make my own cigar someday, and he actually got to do it. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I I see no problem with that. I say yeah, more. What power a great to guy! You. I just love Tyler. So he's much. a lot. Of, he's a he's lot of fun. So great. Yeah, he's a riot. Um, what about? Uh, did you guys get it? Get over to El Artista. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. new. So it's the they released it last year, but they didn't have the band. Yeah, it's not actually new, but it started shipping. Yeah, and those okay. new bands are beautiful. Yeah. That new that new look. On I, I didn't get to see it. Really they had a new booth really too. Nice. They they had a they had a nice looking booth with design, yeah. really nice like backlit backlit artwork stuff like that. It was a that was a cool spot. And I just want to, um, you know, highlight. People like Rem Rodriguez um, from El Artista, who it's not a sexy name for most consumers. People in the industry, media, and other manufacturers know what a rock star and what a great factory that is. Yeah, but, yeah. But a lot of consumers really don't know the name Rem Rodriguez. They don't know, you know, Artista, El Artista. Um, but uh, look out because. He knows a lot about tobacco. He has a really he has a really good foundational oh, knowledge yeah. of tobacco. And, and most really people realize that they, if not the biggest, one of the biggest tobacco suppliers in the Dominican. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also a cool um, uh, sort of extra special uh, treat was when we were at the the Casa 1910 booth. Um, I ran into Indiana Ortez, and and she comes up and with that beautiful smile of hers gives me a big hug and we hadn't seen each other in ages and she's just so cool she's such a rock star and i cannot wait to see um you know what she's got coming up i know she's got a lot of stuff she's working on i can't that's going to be exciting yeah um but it was really great to see her um so one thing that's happened in the past and it doesn't happen every year but you know it seems like at least once a year of once every couple of years at the PCA trade show, there's some kind of drama, you know, and um, I didn't really, I, I, I could be wrong. So if you guys have any that, that you know about, I, I just don't remember seeing any extreme levels of like social media worthy drama at this year's PCA trade show. You guys, I don't think anything popped up. I think you're right. I don't. I don't think there's anything too crazy that I saw or noticed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, we were. Nothing. Nothing came to mind. There was nothing that we talked about in the evening. Like, oh man, I can't believe this happened. Or like. N n and it, you know, I guess it's a good thing. I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. The show's seems... coming back strong. There's no drama to follow it. So that's that's yeah. great to see. Yeah, it seemed like uh, overall everybody's spirits were good. It was uh, good energy the whole time. Um, you know, uh, nothing 
you know, like last year, there might have been some stuff that happened or not happened. And it seemed like this year is a lot more smooth overall um, as far as that goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jared, <laughs> you, what is that? Nothing I can share. There's <laughs> nothing you can share? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's no fair. I it's know. A podcast, man. Come I on. know. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree that it was, it was kind of cool. As far as I could see, there was no, um, you, you know, you, at the after hours events, everybody's talking about how their day went, that kind of thing. And inevitably somebody's like, Oh, did you hear about what happened with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't any of that this year. That That's I true. Remember. That, that part is true. I will say this. I know that there is a, there was a, a booth there where several PCA members pleaded with the PCA to not allow them to, to be there. And that's all I'll say about that. Oh, you can just drop that and walk away. Come on now. Oh, <laughs> no, pleaded with uh, leadership at PCA to not allow a certain, a certain brand, a certain brand to, uh, person to showcase one that was currently there. Yes. Oh, okay. Their first, was it their first trade show? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're seriously going to throw that Molotov cocktail it's, in the it's middle the of the room? It's the people we didn't talk to, Matt. The people we didn't talk to. I, you know, the people, I still yeah. Was, yeah, the people we didn't talk to that I said, let's go talk to. Yeah. We, okay. Well, yeah. I, I really, so, viewers and listeners, I apologize for leaving that in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess it is what it is. One yeah. thing that I'll say wasn't, I don't think it's drama, but. Um, and I'm not, I, I am in no way, shape or form like up in arms or pissed off about it. I just have, I have some minor concerns and some questions about what it means for us as media people who put a lot of hard work into covering these trade shows. And that is when an exhibitor gives a badge mm. to a media mm. person and that media person comes to the trade show, spends a fair amount of time at that exhibitor's booth as they should because they have a badge from that exhibitor but then they also spend a fair amount of time walking around the trade show floor interviewing people as a media person i and and i have concerns concerns about it and and the fact that they don't have to pay for yeah and i mean companies like ourselves we have to actually pay to go you know that's kind of a big deal and yeah. and we we work we work hard covering those trade shows. Um, Blind man's puff works hard covering those trade shows, and you know we are fortunate to get sponsorship dollars from uh, companies that, um, you know, when they give us that sponsorship money, they they have high expectations of of the you know the the return on investment that they're going to get out of that as well they should, and I it, I believe in a certain way it weakens our position as cigar media and it lessens the dollar value of the sponsorship money that we get to cover those trade shows. Um, and I, there's a part of me that wants to sit down with some, uh, representatives from the PCA and just discuss it and find out if there, if there's a way to, um, cause I want everybody to be able to attend the trade show, but I, I, I think there should be a certain standard of, uh, I don't know, transparency, or I don't even know what the word is, but like if let's say for instance, 
um, you know, uh, somebody who is going to be dual duty. Okay. Yeah. Like, like you're saying, why not just have them sponsor their trade show coverage and yeah. go under their individual badge? That's a great. That would idea. really curtail yeah. the whole situation since they're yep. paying for their. That's wouldn't a have a problem idea. with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If, that, if that's how it was done, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Emmett, what, how do you feel about the whole thing? I don't know, man. Like, cigar media is constantly evolving. Like, when I was just starting out 10 years ago, we were the new thing. Like, blogs, these bloggers are everywhere, and they're just out for, for free samples. And it was, like, we were the new guys. And now we're kind of like the old fogies. Like, it's all about the uh, the influencers, and they're kind of like the new. So, I don't know. It, it, it's always changing. I, I'm, I don't want to crap on anybody you know trying to do something new or or you know somebody that is an influencer that's creating valuable content it's fine it is what it is but i i do appreciate that um that it's always changing and that there's yeah. new things that are going to happen and there's not much we can do about it whether we like it or not yeah um but yeah that is kind of an odd paradox um where somebody brings you to your booth under that badge i don't know i don't know that's a it's a, that's a weird gray area yeah what are what are the requirements for a media outlet to get a media badge for PCA? And maybe these people don't meet the requirements, so they're kind of using this loophole to get their footing. I don't think there really is one. I think it's that you can afford to, to buy a PCA membership. That's okay. that's my understanding. I mean, there is an application process, but yeah, you they ask, when you fill out an application, they ask you how many followers, what kind of traffic you get. But I don't know that there is an actual threshold for okay. an approval because I don't know anybody that's personally been you know rejected as a media member of the PCA. I, so, I when when I applied for how about that cigar, I uh, got an approval back in minutes. Yeah, and I'm not. I mean, I'm happy that they approved us, and I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of the PCA organization. But it, it when the reply came back right away, I thought, well, how. How do you know that we're actually legit? You know, one. Well, let me uh, double down on that whole badge situation. To you know, what Greg says. What about shops that give badges to customers, and the booths have to investigate, figure out who's a buyer and who isn't? I ran into that a lot. <clears throat> yeah, and it and it wasted time. A lot of times, I'm I'm talking to somebody, and finally I figure out that they're actually not a decision maker. They're not even yeah. part of you know they were just coming to the show to experience it with the retailers like that's not what the show is there yeah. for yeah they'll give you know they'll they'll throw a bone to their top customers like hey yep. you you spend a lot of money on cigars here every year i'm going to give you a, a ticket to the trade show you gotta you gotta pay for your flight in your hotel but if you want to come to the trade show with me you can and i'll say i that also bothers me but i think that is virtually impossible for the pca to police oh thoroughly 100 percent um where the media part of it i think is it's a little they have some more it's it's not easier but they have a better chance policing that than they do the other thing i agree yeah. um and I, I again i want everybody who actually has something to contribute to the trade show to be at the trade show whether that's a manufacturer a retailer a broker distributor media whoever I, if they have something to contribute to the trade show i Mortician. want them to be there 
abortition. Yep. Oh, do we need those? I mean, sometimes. <laughs> we had a barber this year. We did have we a, barber. a barber. Yeah, there was a barber. <laughs> yeah, Abe was getting lined up. Yeah, Abe, yeah. Abe got a Abe got a fresh fade. You know, yeah. on yeah. his on his bald no on, on his, his beard. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I again, I want everybody to be there. Um, I just um, I appreciate it when organizations do everything they can to sort of do it quote unquote the right way if that makes any sense i don't know i think i think manufacturers do a better job of policing who they give their time to than the pca like 100%. yeah we'll we'll be in there and we have our time set and they'll they'll put other people aside to come talk to us and i really appreciate that yeah like, definitely you're not going to do that for somebody that's you know it's their first trade show they're they've got 100 youtube followers like that i think i think manufacturers know what's up yeah um and we appreciate this comment greg yeah. um that uh, yeah and we as media obviously we agree that um we like to think that what we do for the industry is we wouldn't do it if it wasn't beneficial to the industry um you know we're we're not in this is way too much work and way too much um money spent to say we're just in it for the free cigars and we still hear although it's it really has died down over the years but there are still people who say um you're only in this for the for the free cigars well believe me they are not they are not free um <laughs> no and i could have i could have bought every cigar we attained for much less than i spent to get a hotel room and pca badges yeah <laughs> precisely flights or one drink at any yeah, other oh, one drink. exactly <laughs> <laughs> for sure Oh, that's why we love the open bar events. Yeah. Because yes. yeah, $28 cocktails add up. Well, we didn't really talk about any of the disappointments. So mean, I can I can talk about from a manufacturer side some okay. of the disappointments that I had. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, going and designing a booth and then getting renders from, you know, both our design team and then sending it over to the PCA or, or to the, the booth builder. Um, and there's, I think, a handful of different builders that work um, the conventions. And the one that we worked with, um, like, we had to change a million things. Um, <clears throat> I got there, obviously, a day early, even before setup day. So I got there on Thursday to start to get things um you know unpacked and and set up and then we realized um we didn't have the right power outlets we didn't have the wall space that we had ordered we didn't have a lot of these things and so the you know for us having a new booth and i'd be interested to hear if you know luciano's still here i know he had a new booth um oliver had you know new booths uh, the the frustrations of booth builders and um, you know, dealing with that to try and get everything perfect and, and good. There's just a, a lot of pressure from that aspect. And then some of the other things that I talked about, obviously the people that come through the booth that are um, not true buyers wanting free samples. Um, that's always annoying. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but I will say this year at the PCA, a lot less influencers and um you know the what i would consider not legitimate media come in to do their little interviews i didn't see them like i had in years past uh yeah i don't i don't think there was a whole 
lot of that and and yeah um so this is greg free's comment is interesting disappointed in the sponsored happy hours the sponsored pay paid five thousand dollars for one table of food and overpriced drinks i i'll be honest i didn't i don't know how that process works uh emmett what do you know about it yeah we stopped by one or two of those and there was you know a few hors d'oeuvres and they were pouring some drinks I don't, yeah, I didn't know that that cost $5,000 to sponsor. I don't think I would pay that next year, but um, it was nice to have that available. Like you're, you're, uh, when you're media covering it, you're always hurting for food. <laughs> so it was nice to have that, that, that respite of uh, just some snacks available. But I appreciate that part of it. Yeah. Is that like a VIP experience? No, the v, the VIP lounge for afterwards. Yeah, it was in like the PCA okay. lounge. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're in the middle. Yeah. Oh, we got it. We happened to walk by it one afternoon. Uh, we were a little early for an interview, so we kind of were hanging out waiting. And all of a sudden, this table appears with cheeses and bread and crackers and jam and you know some odds and ends and fruit. And we're like, cool. Like, got <laughs> yeah. to enjoy a little snack. And <laughs> I think that was a Toscano sponsored one. That's right. Yeah, because they, they had the, yeah it. they had some cigars from Toscano. I don't think they were getting any cigars out that I saw, but they like the brand ambassadors were there talking about the cigars as you were getting your food. So mm-hmm. uh, there might have been some value for that, but yeah, I don't know if it was worth five grand for that. Um, Oliver Naveau put an interesting comment in there, and he says, "I wish there was a time slot for the media to come in that retailers weren't allowed." in to give us a dedicated time with you guys i agree with that and i think i love that i idea. think the pca is moving in the right direction with this like it was just a couple of years ago that they gave media um the early access the early access with the uh with the vips um but i think it would be and we've asked for this um um, and I think it's possible that someday we could move in the direction where media can get access at the same early hour that uh, exhibitors do. So media can get on the show floor because I think it's an hour earlier for exhibitors. So 9 a.m. So 9 a.m. for exhibitors and media would be ideal. I think what he's talking about is more of a dedicated time. Like here's four hours where it's just for media to talk to people that that would be valuable. Like that I don't, would, I don't know that getting in earlier would make much difference because we only have so much energy we can put into one day. But like if there were, if there was even just two hours set aside one day for media to have a quiet, not have to compete with retailers for for a time slot for people that didn't schedule an interview, that would be super valuable. Yeah, hmm. yeah, because a lot of what Blind Man's Puff does and and what How About That Cigar does is. You know the the videos and things like that because there are a lot of retailers that can't go to the trade show uh, but they still want to know about uh the products that are that are available there and um at least have a chance to reach out to those manufacturers and place orders for some of that product um and you know that's it, our our coverage is not just for consumers you know some of it's for retailers that uh, just aren't able to attend the trade show so that they can uh, see what products they may want to carry in their shops uh, without 
um, without that PCA trade show. I mean, I, again, obviously, we would love it if all the retailers would attend the trade show, but some retailers are small, just starting out. They just don't have the funds available or the time and, you know, right after 4th of July to, yeah. um, you know, if, it, if, if they've only got a couple employees, you know, what are they going to do? Close up shop for two and a half days and, you know, go out to Vegas and, hey, you, you're moving Easy on. there. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so uh, another thing, too, that I noticed um, that I want to bring up, I think it was something new this year, but um, it seemed like retailers had that early access as well this year at the same time that media usually went in what are only i'm kind of you could pay extra this year yeah yeah, yeah. right it's what like what are your thoughts or something yeah it's pay to play but like that kind of defeats our whole early access with media trying to go yeah. to our interviews when retailers are already and they kind of contradicts you know what we're doing and what was done before i mean what are your thoughts on on that with retailers coming in earlier yeah year? i'm not a fan of that uh just mm-hmm. because it yeah, you're right. It takes away from the value of getting in early. Um, right. And when everybody does it, it's not special anymore. So, yeah, that kind right. of dilutes, dilutes the purpose of it, I think. Um, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Well, and I noticed it, especially that Saturday morning, like we waited in line to get in Saturday morning with a, that huge group of media, the pay to play, yeah, the retailers right. and everyone. Right. Yeah. And so it's just that swarm coming in. Yeah. And so I think it would be hard for media to get in at nine also, just because that's that's the one hour that the manufacturers have to get their heads straight for the day. Yeah. And then if we got in at 10, then they kind of they, they're getting their day started with us, which is still a little bit slower paced than maybe dealing with customers. And then at 11 is kind of when the gates open. And by that point, the retailers kind of have their their game face on for the day. I think it might be a nice progression to start the days with versus just at 10 o'clock, it's the floodgates open. You're trying to talk to media. You're trying to talk to customers. Right. And it's just, yeah, everything's fighting itself. I think it's going to be tricky for PCA to put the toothpaste back in the tube on that though, because I yeah. think yeah. that was yep. probably a big moneymaker for yeah. them. Sure. Oh yeah. 100%. And, and I don't blame them for wanting to bring in that extra revenue. So, but yeah, something for the having something set aside for interviews um, could be hugely beneficial and take stress off of the because we know so many of these manufacturers, they want to give us time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. sometimes they just cannot right. give us time. They're just too slammed with and they have to write these orders first. That's got to be first and foremost. And um if if there was something some way for us to you know set aside um media time i agree that could be beneficial at mi- probably for everybody mm-hmm. yeah and um, i think overall with us too and i know you, you with Vitamins puff i mean we we had a stacked schedule for the first two days we, we made appointments ahead of time you know we, if you go about the right way and granted if the retailers have the time during that slot I mean, our days were pretty much lined up on the first couple of days and, and into the third day. And the last day we we're trying to, you know, just fill in, fill in those slots there. But I think um, setting appointments, if you're media, that's that's a, a strong point to, to do that and, and follow through with that. No, I think I, I think going any earlier would be difficult because, I mean, we all know that 
the nights can go very late, including for manufacturers, whether it's their own parties, the hosted parties. So, though, I mean, you think about those manufacturers are already getting up earlier than some of us, except for you, Matt, um, <laughs> to, to get their day started, to be on the floor by nine, to start getting their booth ready, to unbox everything, get a presentation ready. So I think cutting it back, even if they had to be there by eight, then, I mean, they're, they're getting up earlier and earlier for four days straight to where they're going to be fried by the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, um, I, I reached out to Jack Tarano, um, a couple days before the show and I was like, Hey, could we, uh, you know, have breakfast one morning and I go over my, you know, my sales strategy and plan with you. And he was like, I'd love it. You know, he said, I'll be at the bar at 6am. Um, you know, so we agreed on 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jack and Hector are just uh, phenomenal people who um, I can't say enough about how awesome they are and how great they've been to me through this process and, um, you know, willing to meet with me and, and show me uh, things. So those early mornings man that's not me i'm not an early morning person uh typically no you're um, not. i'm not <laughs> i'm not and i and i but i wish i was you know i wish um but we did get a at the booth we did get a uh, an espresso machine and that was lifeblood yeah yeah for me throughout the day uh you know dragging a little bit hit that cappuccino and we are ready to rock and roll yeah yeah, because you know the coffee that they have there at the little, you know, food court cafes or whatever. Is, nope. It's terrible. It's a nope. It's well, if you want to go to Starbucks, it's a 30 wait. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's uh it's nice because there's a lot of booths, you know, where they'll have there there's the people are so generous, you know, in this business. And you, you go to their booths and they're like, Can I get you a water? Can I get you you want you want a Cuban coffee? Do you want yep. yeah. You know, it's it's pretty great. And and everybody's really need a reach uh, around. I mean whatever, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, whatever you need. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're here for you. Full full service. Yeah. We were uh we when we did our interview with Harriman Harriman Solomon, they had a whole snack bar and they're like, You want anything? You want water? You want we got chocolates, we got granola, we got all of them. Like they were just so generous to us make sure we were kind of taken care of after the interview it was it was great yeah yeah i love the people in this business i mean yep. there's there's a lot of generosity to go around and you know people know that uh for the most part people know hey you're just here you know doing your job working and everybody's got to eat everybody's got to you know sit down for a for a few minutes that was one of the things justin and i learned from past mistakes is Every single opportunity to do a seated interview, yep. oh, absolutely, take it. The stand, <laughs> the days of the standing interview are over. I made you sit down as much as I could because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know the repercussions if I didn't. Yeah, and I was by myself this year with you, so <laughs> and I shared a room with you this year, so yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So I had to keep you happy. It was your birthday too, so yeah. He didn't. <laughs> Justin didn't want angry Matt. Nobody wants angry no. Matt. Yeah, and speaking. No. Of, Thank you guys for uh, showing up to uh, Matt's little uh, birthday uh, mini celebration that we had. We got to oh, sing yeah. Matt happy birthday on the show floor. 
He he was like, uh, "What are we doing?" I'm like, oh, it's, "It's a media thing." I think I, I, you just said be no, there you, at this time. You, <laughs> you hid that very well. I seriously, I was like, so they must have some like feature announcement or something they're doing. But we already interviewed them and we already know about their new stuff. So I don't know why we're going. But okay, let's go. I I just thought it was a announcement. You you completely hit you. I had no idea that was happening. So thank you for that. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so now that we've, uh, you know, gone through all the stuff from this year's trade show, now we get to look ahead to next year's trade show, which is going to be in March at the Las Vegas convention center. That's in what? Two weeks. Yeah. In, yeah, it feels, <laughs> yeah. It feels like it. Um, so, and as far as I'm aware, they're also dropping the half day at the end. Yeah. That's so yeah, what are we what do we think about the change of season and the change of venue and the um the shorter half day or the sh re reduction to 3 days instead of 3 and a half. But we asked almost everybody we interviewed what we what they thought about that and the general response was pretty positive as far as the change of the year. Um I do think a lot of manufacturers were holding back on new releases just so they still have something mm -hmm. to show in March, which is why I think it kind of felt a little light this year in terms of exciting new stuff. And I, I don't hold that against them at all. Like I, I would do the same thing because if you don't, if you're releasing one or two new cigars a year, you're not going to blow your whole wad on, on this one and not have anything next year. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Michelle, I think for us, for us as media, it's going to be great to be a little earlier in the year, not have to fight the hot weather. Yes, I'm. I'm, le I'm more excited about the change of date than I am about the change of location because I think New Orleans is going to be a shit show. Yeah, yeah, that was my next question, and, <laughs> and I just wanted to point out Michelle's cut. Michelle's from CLE, and another uh, unsung rock star. Yeah, Michelle is. People don't know, but yeah, if you guys don't know Michelle from CLE, she's just she's awesome and uh one of the one of the unsung uh heroes of the cigar sales game yep um she does a great job absolute rock star and then before we go to new orleans um greg's got a good comment too that i think we want to hit on is will the dates impact tpe 100 yeah you know that's yeah. a big part of the, that's a chess move right there yeah, yeah that was that was uh putting it on the table to say okay yeah you're gonna you want to try and play we're gonna just push on you until you we push you out yeah to some, ex to some extent i agree I yeah it's it's a little bit of a uh you know it's gonna be some arm wrestling honestly for for us is how about that cigar we're gonna have to choose between tpe and pca and pca is gonna win mm -hmm. period yeah. yeah i mean if you're if you're able to go to pca as media retailer whatever manufacturer you're gonna choose that one like yeah I think TPE will still be beneficial for the super little guys and the guys just starting out because it's very affordable. But if you have to choose between the two, there's no way you're picking TPE. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, everybody wants to go to both. And if we're able to go to both, we definitely will. But um, from the uh, from the pure standpoint of premium hand-rolled cigars, PCA is the um, – it's, it's the best – bang for your buck especially for media yeah, and there's, I, way, I, there's way more to cover 
And I was going to say, sorry, Matt. Um, no, go ahead. With with TPE too, I'd be curious to see which manufacturers show up with their bigger name people to TPE versus PCA too. Will it be just a, a local sales rep for that brand, or will it be you know Carlito coming to TPE or something? You know, I mean something like that. It, I, I I don't think it's going to happen like the same way that it was last year. You know. Yeah. When I talk to retailers. Um, all of the retailers in the north part of the country were like, hell yes. The retailers in the south were either like, you know, totally indifferent to, you know, uh, actually most of them were indifferent. You know, those that are in the warm climates that they do great business all year round. Yeah. You know, your Florida's, Arizona's, Texas's, um, didn't matter to them much at all. Right. But all of your Northern peeps were like, thank God, this is fantastic for business. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a good move. Um, I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I don't think TPE is in danger as an organization or a trade show uh, because the, you know, it, it is vastly different. The, you know, the, the types of retailers that attend TPE and many of the retailers don't even concern themselves with the premium cigar side because they only carry the other kinds of products. Some of the retailers carry both. Uh, and they, you know, they go there to just decide, okay, my, I got my walk-in humidor. Is there anything, you know, now that I'm done buying the rolling papers and all the other stuff that I buy at TPE, um, is, do I want to go check out the premium cigar side and see if there's anything I want to maybe add to my walk-in humidor? Fresh packs. Well, the, the, yeah. C shop, yeah. you know, those C shops, head shops, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. them. Um, a lot of them have been upping their cigar game yeah. over the last few years. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, that's where the cigar industry started, you know, gaining foot, um, you know, a foot in the door at TPE and it's just grown. Um, as um, that business model has grown. Um, and I mean, even one of our favorite shops here in the Twin Cities, Omar at yeah. Ramsey, that's a C shop. And uh, yeah, it's a C shop. And he carries everything from hookah to, to premium cigars and everything in between. And yet he has one of the best curated humidors you will ever find. Yep. He's got so many great brands so much diversity from different countries different factories uh he's really done a great job putting that humidor together and there are i think there's a growing number of that type of shop yeah where the the owners are paying close instead of just saying yeah just talk to the talk to the alta rep and talk to the general rep and just get give me some macanudos and some partigas or the local and, wholesaler yeah, or the, or just going through a wholesaler instead. Yeah. They're paying. Not only are they expanding maybe their square footage of premium cigars, they're also paying closer attention to what they carry. Yep. And I think that's a good thing for the industry because if you can get, uh, I mean, Omar's even though it's a head shop, even though it's a C store, it's the place where people go to to get some boutique brands that they can't get anywhere else in the Twin Cities area. Yep. Um, and it's he's known for that. Uh, in this area and um, it'll be interesting to see what 
the attendance numbers are like for TPE this year. And again, if we can go to both, we're going to go to both. But um, if we're if we're made to choose, we're definitely going to choose PCA because it's it fits more in the wheelhouse of what obviously what we do. So. Um, so now New Orleans, 2025, April uh, in New Orleans. Um, That's where Quinn's at in, in Louisiana, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Are you still going to be there? Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> so is uh, is Louisiana much cooler in April versus July? It is. It okay. is. It's starting to warm up a little bit, but the humidity's not up yet. Now I'm north northwest Louisiana, so I'm about four or five hours from New Orleans. I'm kind of up near Arkansas, East Texas area, so okay. yeah. I can't speak for what New Orleans is going to be like. Um, but it, it's going to be it's it's going to be warm. It's not you know the humidity will be up a little bit, but it shouldn't be as bad as it is right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's the the thing about Las Vegas is for for really dedicated uh, premium cigar people is Las Vegas allows us to stay in some of our routines. You know, our morning routines, you get up, you go have a cup of coffee and a cigar. And it's easy to do that at most of the places in Las Vegas because they typically have a lobby bar where there's a Starbucks nearby or, or some other coffee place nearby, you grab a coffee, you go to the lobby bar and you light up a cigar and you, you start your, excuse me, you start your morning. Um, and then the after hours events, there's plenty of places around for um, companies to have media parties or to have gatherings for their, their best retailers or to have uh, for like Don Dorteo and other cigar companies they say, well, we want to have dinner tonight with our team to say thank you to our team, that kind of thing. And then they have that dinner. And then immediately after, they're usually within walking distance of a big place to sit down and have cigars together. New Orleans is going to be that is going to be tough, man. And it, it, in many cases, impossible. You know, you definitely aren't going to be able to walk down to the lobby of your hotel and hi have a cigar and a coffee unless no. you want to sit outside. That's the biggest problem is that there's nowhere to smoke in New Orleans. Right. And they're a very anti-smoking city. But <clears throat> the city did come to, to play to, to bring the PCA. And we'll we'll got, see. <clears throat> no, they already signed. No, I, I know that's the sig I know the contract is signed. I'm just saying it, what is the city going to do to accommodate cigar smokers during the trade show outside of the trade show space? Um, I heard a uh, a big dedicated tent area and smoking on the street will be legal. You know, um, yeah, so PCA was kind of trying to go that direction in the last couple shows. It seems like with having their after hours thing. So maybe if they, they have a section of the trade show floor open for after hours smoking, that might be something, but yeah, in terms of going out afterwards, there's not going to be a whole lot of options, which is, the biggest concern I have. Yeah. I just, um, I should get a uh, digital marquee on my chest <laughs> with a beignet counter of how many beignets I, I consume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
um, maybe unpopular opinion, but Cafe Dumont does not have the best beignets. What? Okay, who's got the best? They're the most readily available because they're like Seven Eleven. They're everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. But like, and you got to go because the the original Cafe Dumont is like, you know, something everybody should. It experience. it is iconic. It yeah. is iconic. You got to go. You got to experience it. But <clears throat> I want to say get there early. If you're going to the original Cafe Dumont location, yeah. you get there early, or you're going to stand for a long time. Um, I mean, I want to say there was even my hotel that I was at made better beignets than, <laughs> than Cafe Dumont. Yeah. I mean, it's like a cheeseburger at McDonald's. It's, it's oh, pretty good. It's like, you're killing, me. You're killing it's, me. it's pretty good, but it's, yeah. it's not, uh, there, there are other places that do cheeseburgers and a lot better. Don't Same get me wrong. With- I will eat all of them. You will. <laughs> yeah all of the beignets all of them yeah yeah beignets are dangerous soft crab po'boys well do you do you do you like them the classic the beignets do you like them the classic way classic powdered sugar or with the honey classic okay powdered sugar i want to look like um dave Chappelle and you want to look like well i was gonna say like uh tony montana from oh yeah yeah You want to fuck with me? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, there. But I mean, there's something nostalgic about the powdered sugar. But I love the honey instead. What? From a personal, Cafe Du Monde is still no. better than Duncan. Michelle. Oh, praline bacon praline. at Elizabeth. At Elizabeth. They have. You, you have, they have bacon. Is it praline or praline? Because I I knew praline. somebody from New Orleans that, that said praline. Well, but they say a lot of things. I'm sure they yeah. say a lot of things. Praline bacon at Elizabeth's. Is that praline bacon beignets? Or is it just praline bacon? Because either praline, way, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Praline bacon? Okay, Michelle, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> you had me a bacon. <laughs> you had me a bacon. <laughs> praline is just a, that's, that's just, that's just a, 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 a toast, the topping there. Serious. Oh. Yeah. It's oh. it's interesting because like you look at Vegas and it it's just so perfect for and I mean there's I know there's so many trade shows that happen in Vegas but it's such a perfect spot for it. Yeah, it's got so many options. Like you said, team dinners where you want to have twenty or thirty people, you can do it no problem, and it's not a huge ordeal. Um, it, everything's relatively close or a quick Uber ride up the up the street to like Resorts World. Like everything is so close and it's made to play so well together. Yeah. And I know New Orleans probably has trade shows throughout the year just like everyone else. But it just I feel like Vegas is just made for trade shows when it comes to that magnitude. Well, and it's not only you're totally right, Quinn. It's not only that they're made for trade shows. They're they're also uniquely qualified for us a trade show that is surrounded by smoking yes yeah because smoking is still allowed in most areas of vegas except for mgm except (laughs) most uh, i think cosmo also is oh is it really i'm pretty sure cosmo is not if anybody knows put it in the comments but i think cosmo is non-smoking but most areas you can smoke in most of the places where you're going to find people staying are um, you're going to be able to you know have a cigar in the morning or a cigar in the evening um, so Oliver says the Louisiana governor seems to be on our side and I, yeah, that's what I've heard from Scott, Scott Pierce too. said yeah. the same thing. Yep. And I, I hope that's true. And I hope that 
we can have some uh, we can have some of those same because we all know that the the before hours and after hours events are almost as important for networking as the trade show floor itself because um, it's not just about making sales it's also about networking it's about building relationships and you do so much of that after hours mm-hmm. and um, if we can still have places to do that um as a part of the 2025 show in new Orleans, I will welcome it and I will love it. But long-term, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some great cities in this country that have a lot of, a lot to offer in terms of, you know, local culture and food and nightlife and entertainment and, and all that great stuff. But the Honolulu, just hear me out. Honolulu. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. Calgary. Cal- yeah. No, this country. Calgary. This, no, no, not Calgary. John, John would love it. John, he would. Yeah. Uh, Honolulu. Hon- Honolulu. would. I, I think that would be a fantastic <laughs> but, location. But doesn't Hawaii have some of the the strictest yeah. tobacco yeah, laws? That's true. Uh, yes, they so do. Like, they yeah, would, you're right. Um, yeah. That would it, suck. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. I like where your head was at, but they, they're the ones that keep passing these crazy laws where like if you're All born right. this year, you can never touch tobacco. And like, Hear me out. Burma. Burma. <laughs> you have fun with that. <laughs> Send me pics. <laughs> What's this, Oliver? Uh, Oliver says, United sponsored the legislative affairs update. That is correct. Uh, there was some good stuff shared that morning. Most important meeting at the end of the show, but at least attended. A, yeah. Yeah. The legislative. Oh, was it really? The legislative affairs stuff ironically and sort of sadly doesn't get much attendance um it's boring for a lot of people yeah a lot of people don't a lot of people don't they feel like it's a debbie downer meeting they don't want to hear the you know the governmental stuff but it is extremely important um i i think uh we go to uh forrest gump's stomping grounds and go to biolabatry alabama dude i had i would love to go to bama have some of that backwoods barbecue. One, one day I just started running. <laughs> I think Honolulu well, would be a good spot for the trade show, honestly. Like, yes, they have these giant marijuana conventions where they smoke inside. And, like, there you go. If we could figure out the, the legal logistics, it would be a great spot. Chicago. <laughs> I like Chicago. Chicago. You guys, seriously, Chicago is one of the most unsung cigar um, places in the U.S. Well, there's a cigar on, on almost every block. Dude, a lot of good cigars. It's fantastic. Chicago. Um, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle like Who's from Chicago? Well, no, but not in March. It would have not to be, in March. It would have to be in July if it's going to yeah. be. In yeah, July. you might get snowed out in March. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. At least May. May, no, June, no, July, gotta be July, <laughs> July or August. It's that's the only chance of you know catching some warm weather. But there's some great lounges in Chicago. It's uh, you either have white church or black church, <laughs> and I love black church. Um, some of the best lounges in the country to go to. Um, great food. Oh great, my god! So great, much great food. On a great food, but smoking. Yeah, smoking. Yeah. And again, it comes back to which cities are vehemently anti-smoking and which ones are not. So, there's yeah. enough lounges there that are grandfathered in that it's not a problem. I'm in Chicago a lot. My In my real life, 
I work for Hyatt, which is oh. based out of Chicago. So okay. I'm there like three or four times a year, and I'm always smoking a cigar somewhere. I love how you said that. You didn't say my day job. You said my real, real life. life. <laughs> <laughs> this is all still a dream, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be fun uh, either way. Uh, New Orleans, my, my, my goal at, at New Orleans in 2025 is to go with the flow, take it for what it is, you know, go into it realizing and knowing that it's not going to be like Las Vegas and to just roll with it. Yeah. And and just see what happens. Um, as long as it's better than 2015, it'll be a win. Well, it's yeah. 2015 was um, I heard was absolutely awful because it wasn't it July. It was July. It was oh. 100 plus and 100 yeah. percent more than 100 percent humidity, if that's possible. <laughs> it was miserable. Well, guys. You're you're below sea level there. Yeah, so yes, yeah. <laughs> no. there was nowhere to smoke. There was nowhere to hang out. It was you walk ten feet outside and you're drenched in sweat. It was Ugh. terrible. Yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go in with a positive attitude, but I I'm I honestly am hoping that the PCA does not sign a long term multi year contract with with New Orleans. Yeah, I I hope it's a one and done. And again, there's lots of great cities that I'd love to visit, but in the long run better or worse i think vegas is the best place for a cigar centric trade show yes. what about like miami i mean yeah but they don't yeah. have a convention center they, they, yeah. they have is something the there, don't they don't they have that that hard rock casino the seminole is nothing that... that is would allow for smoking indoor smoking. really yeah that's crazy one thing new orleans does have is the world war ii museum have you guys ever heard about it Oh, I've yeah. heard about it. I haven't been there. Yeah, it is. I stayed in the hotel right next door to it. Yeah, and we went, and it's phenomenal. It's yeah, amazing. yeah, I love that museum. You can spend a whole day there and still not see it all. Oh, yeah. we, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> right. You're hundred percent right, man. Well, the last time I was in New Orleans was thirty years ago. Hmm. A little while ago. So <laughs> I was the World World War Two Museum even there in thirty years ago. I. No, I don't think mm -hmm. so. That building was newer. Okay. So the museum originally started as a U-boat museum because the U-boats for World War II were built there in the New Orleans area. So it started as a U-boat museum to kind of give the history of them, and it has slowly evolved to become the World War II museum. And that's how the different buildings have been added with the walkways between them because as the museum has expanded, they've added those other buildings to showcase the different theaters from the war. World War One Museum in Kansas City. Never. No, I was just in Kansas City uh, last month. I didn't know there was one. I didn't either. Next time I go, I'm going to check it out. Um, all right, guys, let's uh, let's jump into... Garrett, do you think... Is it... Oh, yes. Is it time? I think so. All right, guys. It is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In.
Hi, Steve here with the Goat. Tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Every month, I personally handpick five premium cigars. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Every month, there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, you can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You wanna take a break going out of town? Simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. All delivered to your door for $34.95. Five great reasons on what makes Smokin' Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, hey, thanks, Justin. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I put the I put the new spot in there. I forgot to delete the old one. Sorry. I saw that. that. It's okay. <laughs> I got it. I got it. We're good. All right, Numero de los Muertos, episode two oh seven. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? This one's fun. Oh boy. So since nineteen ninety nine, in America. 15 people have died as a result of these. Since 1999 mm -hmm. in the United States, mm -hmm. 15 people have died as a result of these. Yes. All right. As always, uh, live viewers, please put your guesses in the comments. Kick Play along with us. In the head by a mule. I Ooh, what a way to go. <laughs> that is not it. What was the, the, from, Christmas vacation, got kicked in the mules, eyes go cross, he falls out of a, falls in a well, and they go back to, or whatever yeah. it was. It always Greg comes back. Oh my gosh. Be, nope, bees. not bees. I think a well, lot. Jarts. <laughs> that was the 70s. Yeah, that was the, the 70s. 80s, yeah. Prostate exams? Oof. Mm. Let's nope. hope not. Nope fall down a well not sharks nope. roller coasters no did it white claw <laughs> <laughs> that i would believe yeah i would believe that absolutely 15 a year um balls has to be in the thousands yeah that's are vehicles probably, involved um vehicles are not involved is it some kind of brain eating bacteria no okay it is, is it medically lightning? related uh, it is not medically related. Well, death itself is kind of medically related. Right, but True it's not story. a disease or a, <laughs> anything like that. Elevator, Elevator failure. I love it. No. Oh, is it submarine accidents? Implosions? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too You're soon. Very Sorry. on point with current events. Is um, not professional sports. Would these be considered workplace accidents? Only I mean, slinkies are involved. Some of, these, for some of these people, maybe. Okay. But don't are, think about Are like animals that. involved? No. No animals. Is pornography involved? No pornography. Nothing in that realm. Not falling from cliffs. Not golf balls. Not tornadoes. Um, land, or, land or water or air? Land. Is mm -hmm. it kind of animals involved? No animals. No Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. That's, that's, mom. Mom. <laughs> that's definitely that's your mom. Life and death there. 
Uh, rolling pin. Rolling pin. Yeah. No. Is Doing it, number two. No. Technology related. It is not technology related. Oh, geez. All right. First, first clue. Yes, please. Crime. Crime. Not falling off a cliff. Uh, Are guns involved? Usually. Usually. Is this some kind of heist or robbery? Yes. Is it car theft? Nope. Bank robberies? Yes. It is Ooh. bank robbery. Nice. Wow. Damn what? It, we win. Nice. Ooh. So since 1999, 15 people have died. 15 people have died wow. as a result of bank, bank robberies. robberies. Holy cow. That yeah. seems like a lot. Like, I feel like. I know. Yeah. Most bank robberies are pretty chill. Like, nobody really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's up. almost one per year. Yeah. Shit. Hmm. So were, did, did the stat break down whether it was like... So what? most of them were bank employees. Okay. Oh. And uh, hostage situation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. No. <laughs> Not all heroes work. <laughs> yeah, were any of those yes. death robbers? A couple of them were robbers. Oh, yep. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, well, that was a downer, watched, Michelle says. We Michelle, watched, you live in Chicago. <laughs> I'm sorry, but come on. <laughs> uh, we watched uh, uh, Agent Unitas. Um, what's the movie? Um, the one with the guy with the name. The guy, <clears throat> and they rob the banks, and he's an FBI agent, and he's Keanu Reeves, and it's... Oh, Point, point Break. break. Point Break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Me. It's a great movie. That's like one of those one of those good bad movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's the best heist movie? Like for me, it's Heat. I don't know. Oh, Oceans. Heat, heat oh, is really good. I gotta go with Oceans. Oceans. I know Inside Man was. Oh yes, yeah. Inside yeah. Man is legit. That's yeah. a great movie. Um, the Italian Job was pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, 20 out of 15 were killed in DC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, in Chicago, 15 people were probably shot tonight. A sad, that's, sadly, that's, that not, that's may nice actually be a real stat. Yeah, that that's sad but true. Uh, all right, guys. So that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right, uh, so let's jump into the lightning round, and that is brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and The American. J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right. So, Emmett, you've been on the show a couple times. Yeah. But it's been a it's been a minute. So I think some of these newer lightning round questions may be new to you. And Quinn. All right, bring it on. You're, you're fresh. So trust um, me, this isn't humidity right here. This, this is real. Pressure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so Quinn, you're gonna go first on this one. All right. If you were about to get into a fight, yes. what would your soundtrack music be? Uh Europe is the final countdown. Yeah. Oh, I love that answer. Ooh. 
I love that. What a great answer. That's the oh, first I one. It. I'm pretty sure that's the first time. I think that's the first time anybody's given that answer. It's a great one. It is. Uh, I, I, and I'm, I should I just didn't take the time to go back and watch uh, these when Emmett was on before. Did you have that question before, Emmett? I might have. I can't remember what I answered, though. Let's, give, let's do it. Let's Yeah, go for it. Just throw something out there. For me, uh, anything Metallica, man. Like, oh, yeah. Blast it. Nothing else yeah, matters. Enter Sandman. Let's go. <laughs> enter Sandman. Nothing else matters. No. Enter Sam. Master of Puppets would be all. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Boom yes. the bell tolls. Ride the lightning. Oh. All right. Um, Mama said knock uh, you out. Mama said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Quinn, if you could bring back any fashion trend from the past, Ooh. what would it be? Ah. Uh, just uh, some good old fishnet, some fishnet tank tops <laughs> for yourself. For you, it's yeah. hot and humid here. I gotta breathe. <laughs> I would pay not to see that. You don't have to. You don't have to come down here. <laughs> I, I I I like it. I'm a little concerned by it, but but well, you can I'm you like can ask Jason. He shared a room with me. He he made it out unscathed. <laughs> I don't know about unscathed, but he made it out. He yeah. made it out. He made it out alive. All right, Emmett. What about you? If you could bring back a, a fashion trend from the past, I'm gonna go with bell bottoms. Oh yeah, I like it. They've yeah. made some reappearances okay. over the years. Yeah. yeah, I mean there was like the boot, the boot kind of jeans were kind of an homage to that. There was like that was big what like ten years ago, but yeah. the big huge bell bottoms. I feel like. I feel like I could have rocked that pretty well. The, yeah, the the wide, I mean, like literally yeah. 20 inch wide bell bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not like the Jinkos or the Kickwares back in like the 2000s, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. the, <goal. laughs> the raver clothes. Yep. Yeah. And Garrett, right, you gotta, have boots. You gotta have boots. You gotta have boots. Like jean shorts, that would be. Yeah. Boots with the fur. Yeah, if yep. you boots with the fur. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, boots with the fur go with the apple bottom jeans, yeah. not yeah. with the bell bottom jeans. Oh, yeah, Zuba, Zuba, Zuba. Oh God, I may. That is. You don't know what Zubas are? No. What's that? Oh, what? Oh, I got a MC got a Hammer. No. Oh, like like hammer no. pants? No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Justin <laughs> might be too young for Zubas, even. I don't know. <laughs> So I'm going to just pull up some images here. Yes. And all right. All right. Sure. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Lord. Oh, God. Lord. I think I remember oh, now. What is happening? All right. This. Who wants to get sidekicked while wearing one of these bad boys? <laughs> Keep your apple bottom jeans in the closet, Garrett. Oh, my goodness. This is. Oh. All right. I'm going to share this. I just have to share this screen. Um, and we even got Le Legion of Doom. <laughs> Oh, oh this is like the wrestler pants, right? Is that we're talking about? Basically, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. With the zebra yeah. stripes, and yeah. you can get them different yeah. colors for your oh, team. Yeah, that I'd, was. I'd, I'd rock those. I, I actually knew a couple guys that were reps for Zuba back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> they actually sold this shit back in the 80s. Oh, wow. So mm -hmm. that's how old I am. Yeah. yeah, so that's uh, that's Zubas. Uh, please let's not bring those back. That's <laughs> no. whoever requested that. I'd say let's. Although maybe we can get some. How about that cigar Zubas and wear them at the trade show? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I'd be in for that. 
long um, as I could wear them with Keds. With Keds? Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to no, you gotta wear them with BKs. Or BKs. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nights. Yep, you gotta, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. The, the, the shoes for those of us who couldn't afford Jordans. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. See, I was right. He, they called them MC Hammer Pants in Brooklyn. Well, yeah, but the MC Hammer Pants had <laughs> I the know, I know. that went down. But, you know, right. I, yeah. I, and yes, I did have some MC Hammer Pants back in the yeah, day. You yeah, you know I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, Quinn, um, who was your number one? When you were a kid or a teenager, who was your number one celebrity crush? Honestly, I didn't have one. What? Uh, I I mean, I watched Apple TV Hawk? and stuff. As, Nobody? No, not really. There wasn't anybody that was like, yeah, that's that's the one. What? Uh, how old are you, Quinn? 35. 1988. So um, mid-90s. Um, Alyssa Crawford? No, that's too early for him. <laughs> Cindy Crawford's too early for him too. Yeah. God, I'm old. I know. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, Christina Applegate. Too old. Too old. <laughs> too old. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, like growing up, you know, we had Baywatch. We had like Carmen Electra oh, there we go. and Pam. Okay. Okay. So, like, okay. Never, okay. never hated watching. I that. Carly. Yeah, you didn't hate watching that. I Carly. Come on. I Carly. He's, he's not. He's not 25. He's 35. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Brittany. Um, yeah. I got a. Yeah, I got nobody in that time. Oh, Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. I do remember them. Yeah. They weren't too bad. <laughs> they, they, they aged like uh, a good box wine. <laughs> oh, 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 Lord. Oh. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. I, I never been really. There. I was never really into Jenny. I wasn't McCarthy. either. No, she didn't really do much for me. No. She's um, still pretty hot though. If you watch the Mass Singer. I mean, she's yeah, she's a beautiful woman, but but it, there was just never like that that it factor. Yeah. For, I don't know, but like like I stand a chance. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, Emma, what about you? Uh, for me, it'd probably be Christina Aguilera. Oh, like yeah. when I used to come home and watch uh, MTV, like after middle school, high school, and they'd play Genie in a Bottle. Good lord, that, that, was, yep. that was my jam right there. Yep. Yeah, she's. I mean, and you take you take the beauty, and then you add on her talent, and it's just oh, like amazing. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Rich, very Rich good. with Jennifer oh, Aniston. Yeah, he's dude. right. She's yeah. a smoking hot fifty something five. Oh, she's. Yeah. She's absolutely beautiful. Rachel is always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, Emmett, we're gonna start with you. Oh boy, <laughs> the zombies are coming. Yep. Okay, you get three draft picks from the cigar industry to Ooh. be on your zombie apocalypse survival team. Okay. Who do you pick and why? Well, that's no. Nope. Great... We're going to Emmett first. So going on sheer size, I'd probably pick Omar Defrias from Fratello. Love it. Yes. I feel like he could fight off just about anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same vein, maybe Terrence Riley. I feel okay. like you, you got two brainiacs. You have I mean, a NASA guy and a guy whose IQ is stupid. Yeah. And let they're me, both big. I'm going to go with uh, with Dion Giolito for the last one. Just okay. I feel like he's got he's thought this through. 
<laughs> like he, he has prepped. He has he's a prepper and he's yeah. got a bunker and he knows exactly where we're going. I think he's my third. Yeah, I, I agree with Eric. I think Terrence is too nice. I think yeah. Terrence would be like, hey guys, come on. Do you want to try some Aganorsa tobacco? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. If you guys have ever hung out with Terrence without the khakis and polo, like he's a different dude. Like he's he's pretty chill. I feel and like. I haven't, honestly. I never have had a chance to I would do that. Yeah, non, non Terrence, non Terrence just being a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, I need to I need oh to my gosh. I need to have some Terrence time. Yeah. Is that mm. creepy? Terrence, no, I need no. Terrence time. Well, Ter- Terrence would also keep you entertained during, you know, the post-apocalypse because he's a talker. He's always yeah. got stories. He's got yeah. a million he's stories. He's great. He'll keep you entertained. Yeah, yeah. I, I stick with my choice. I love. No, it. I like it. Love it. All right, Quinn. I, uh, I'm going top two. Matt Booth and Caldwell. Love it. Yeah, love it. They're they're gonna pull some some shit out of their out of their sleeves, and it's it's, it's gonna keep us going. Yep, Matt uh, Booth is a Marine. Yeah. Yep. And so was Caldwell. He's a Marine? Yeah. He was either Marine or Army, actually. Yeah. Oh. From if I remember correctly. I, did awesome. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um is a solid choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those would be my first two. Like those would be right off the bat. And for a third sacrificial <laughs> lamb. <laughs> I'm not going to say that out loud. <laughs> a lot do. And lot uh, do. Uh, Coop and Saka get, get those. Picks. <laughs> yeah. there's, um, a, there's a lot to pick from in the cigar industry that, that are, you know, I'm sorry to say, but they're easy to outrun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my third, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> I had time to think about this, and I still got nothing. Yeah. Um, it's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> so, Quinn, who do you know that's got lots of guns in the cigar uh, industry? Well, nah, not Romacraft. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of Romacraft, maybe. Have all of the guns. <laughs> um. I bet you Carlito does, like low key. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Yeah, I'm not supposed to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I, th- I think Dion would be a good one too. I think that prepper mentality or mindset, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he can understand the zombies. Yeah. And uh, know know their movements before they even make them. Um, well, even Hooten is a good pick. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Come on. Delta Force. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Survived some of the toughest conditions. Made a movie about you? Yeah. I, yikes, I forgot about him. I love, Eric, your comment is brilliant. It really I, is. I don't know if I could trust Caldwell to stick around the entire time. I, <laughs> that, is, that is fucking brilliant. It is. I, it's just and, so true. And, and, awesome. and honestly, Robert would be like, yeah, yep, you're, not, you're not wrong. <laughs> Checks out. Checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's jump into this week's Notable Smokables and Notable Smokables brought to us by Luciano Cigars. Uh, Notable Cigars, Notable Passion, Notable Purpose. Uh, So each week, 
on the show, we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us. Now, this could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we smoked for the first time in a very long time, or it could be a cigar that's brand new to the market that we smoked for the first time ever. Uh, so, Emmett, what is something you smoked recently that was notable to you? So I'll go back to the uh, to last year's Knuckle Sandwich Chef Special. Um, I just bought a box of those for my dad's 71st birthday, and... We really enjoyed those. A um, little different from the regular knuckle sandwiches, like a little, a little more special. Still got that same vibe, but like a little, little more oomph to it. It's a really like good cigar that you, they're not even gonna make them anymore. So you can still find them. Yeah. But they're changing for this next year. So, yeah, the the, la- the one from that came out last year in the yellow box. That's that's my one recently that stood out that I uh, I gifted. And, nice. Uh, Quinn, what about you? I think my one of my tried and true, and I smoked it earlier in the show, is the Herrera Esteli from Drew Estate. Yeah. Um, it's always just been a great cigar, great price point, and it just consistently checks the boxes for me, whether it's in the evening, in the morning, driving, sitting in the back patio, whatever it is. I, I, I find myself reaching for those on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, Justin, did you have a notable this week? Mm, let's see. I'm going to go with first time I tried it and I, I want to try it again um, to reevaluate uh, is the McAuliffe Black. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was actually yeah. probably a notable one from PCA for me. Yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned I had forgotten about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that one did stand out on the trade show floor. Yep. Definitely. Uh, Garrett, what about you? I got to go to um, so the Volstead by Roma Craft. And Fahrenheit by Black Starline. Okay. Um, I'm actually not going to name like a PCA release, um, but I'm going to name one that Justin gifted to me uh, in Vegas on my birthday. He he gave me a Opus Twentieth. Nice. And it's just such a such a delicious cigar. And we uh, uh, we were up till we were very 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 late that night. <laughs> Um, You'd had a few gin and tonics. I had a few gin and tonics. That was only like our second cigar that day, or third cigar though. So that's, that's yeah. We didn't good. we yeah. didn't smoke hardly at all that day. No, because we so, had uh, Chef Ed's wedding. Yeah, so I had yeah. a nice, nice, yeah. clean palate, and um, God, that cigar was good. I just I love that Opus Twentieth blend. Uh, it's super mild, but there's so much flavor behind it. Um, it's just really solid. So Justin, thank you for that cigar. No problem. Um, so that was this week's notable smokables brought to us by Luciano Cigars, improving lives through fine cigars. Please visit LucianoCigars.com to learn more. Uh, so let's give you guys an idea of some coming attractions we have soon on How About That Cigar Live. And those are brought to us by A.J. Fernandez. Born and raised in Cuba, A.J. Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. So, Next week on the show, we have none other on, uh, what is that, the 24th, July 24th, we have Enrique Cejas from Matilde Cigars. And then closing out the month of July on the 31st, 
we have one of our favorite shows of the year, the fourth annual Cigar Industry Hive Minds. We have Skip Martin from Romacraft. We have Abe DeBabna from Smoke In. We have John McTavish from Developing Palettes. And we have um, Skip, uh, I already said Skip. Um, uh, Char sorry, Charlie Minato. Charlie Minato from Half Wheel. Uh, so it's the literally the same four guests uh, every time, and this will be the fourth installment. Uh, and lots of cool, fun, interesting stuff to talk about what's going on in the cigar world these days. Uh, so definitely check that out. What's that? That would be a banger. Oh, yeah. That's always, it's always, uh, it's a long show, yep. just like tonight's was, but uh, be sure to tune in for that. Um, um so one more up? thing, too. Let's uh, give uh, Dax a shout out for Cigars and Baseball 2023, some Minnesota yes. event coming up. Um, yes, indeed. You want to talk September a little bit about that? September 14th, uh, it is at CHS Field in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, if you are a baseball fan and a cigar fan, it is a fantastic event. Uh, it is absolutely worth traveling to. Yes. Um, come, and it's an amazing cause. It's yeah. more than just a, a fun event. It is an absolutely worthy, uh, worthy cause for uh, kids with disabilities to be able to play the game of baseball. And yep. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's smoke. great. There's tons and tons of great cigar companies represented, yep. local breweries, local distilleries, local Ooh. foods, and live baseball on the field. And where um, else are you going to be able to smoke on a baseball field and watch baseball at the same time? Yeah, <laughs> come on. So that's, that's like a thing of the past, and this yeah. is the place you can do it. So yeah. uh, definitely September 14th, so go to uh, uh, look for Cigars and Baseball on Instagram. Uh, or uh, look up their website, cigarsbaseball.com, uh, and you'll be able to find out all the info how you can get yourself a ticket. Uh, and you can even get together with your friends, buy a whole table, uh, and uh, support, again, a, an incredible, fantastic cause. Um, so, Miracle uh, Foundation. Miracle Foundation, that's right. Um, and they, again, build facilities for kids with disabilities to be able to participate in the game of baseball. Uh, so, Emmett, if you would please give our viewers and listeners an idea, where's the best place for them to find everything you guys have going on? And if you have anything fun and interesting coming up, let us know about that, too. Yeah, just go to blindmanspuff.com uh, and we're on all the social media. The big ones, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just at blindmanspuff. Uh, our big event coming up soon is going to be Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, which Matt keeps telling me he's going to come to, but doesn't. Uh, yeah yeah it's always it's always the same time as my son's birthday uh -huh. so yeah but so uh, blind man's puff does we have a booth for that where everybody at, at the event gets to participate in a live blind tasting uh from your favorite manufacturers and you get to rate them you get to rate cigars blind uh you get to everybody says what they think about the cigar on the phone and we compile all the results into a final sheet and it's really cool event and everybody loves it so check that out nice and that is saturday august 26th is that right to i think it's the 27th but uh 26th yeah sixth yeah okay uh yeah i've i've heard nothing but wonderful things about that event i would love to go someday i think when my because it's my youngest son uh his birthday is the 25th and you know someday when he's older and then i'll be able to uh you know, make my way out there um, for that event. I definitely want to see it one of these days. Um, but thank you guys so much for being on. How about that cigar yeah, live? Man. We re we really appreciate your your feedback and your insight on everything PCA. And uh, cannot wait to see you again uh, at some event. Uh, 
in the in the coming months or at, if if nothing sooner then we will definitely see you at the PCA trade show in 2024. Thank you for having us guys. Yeah, looking forward Absolutely. to doing it again. Awesome. Absolutely. Cannot wait. Uh, viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being the best part of How About That Cigar uh, for listening and, sorry, for watching live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, if you would, please take just a minute, subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, like and follow the Facebook page so you don't miss anything that we have going on. Uh, if you would, please also, you can go to our website, howaboutthatcigar.com. You can sign up for email updates for all the cool stuff we have going on. And you can also Right from that website, you can email us uh, if you have any questions or if, there, if you have any show ideas, anything like that. Be sure to follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. You'll find us on all those at HBT Cigar. And of course, guys, until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks, everybody. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium premium cigars.